through a guy face Darby, you were living in your car with a hot plate I sent you right back to it if you not game Beat you down bad, got you putting on a rock tape In the ER till the next morning Bet that you're a virgin with your fake sex story We should put your promos on a cue card You got the crowd feeling half dead like you are Two grown men and they going through a guy phase Sting and Darby, they be staying where the cops stay Claim, staying where the ops stay Illness in the game, by the way, we do not play I heard Sting talking tough like it's nothing wrong Me and Bowen's about to hit your ass with a buckle bomb And why you acting so hard like this? Got a big black bat for your small white Hey, two grown men and they going through a goth phase Two broke girls on the TV, it does not change Yeah, they like it unironically of all things When Darby's getting in trouble, he's gotta call Sting The acclaim steady whipping your ass We take your knees out, homie, like you did at the clash When they see us running up, yo, they hopping the whip Forget a coffin drop, I'll make you do a hospital flip Bitch, two grown men and they going through a goth phase Sting and Darby, they be staying where the cops stay The acclaim, staying where the ops stay Illness in the game, by the way, we do not play The Top of Wrestling With your host ODM The Professor Good shit, late to every episode Late so much, I'm gonna have to buy you a pregnancy test Bob Rude <laughs> be a podcaster yay it's my name kenta i'm gonna call him kenta dynamite drop in money that broadcasting school is really paying off for you <laughs> you're so high you don't even know it oh i'm a boy you ready for a scotch ad we don't know anything about him <laughs> the only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses <laughs> that's flair <laughs> probably looks like jim duggan shaking the tape out of his crotch benoit enjoy my wife eh. <laughs> that's a bold statement cotton oh my god mine just stopped recording no, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games. Let a war. War games. You are impressions. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we Good Wrestling Day! It's Wednesday and you know what that means. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is here and ready to go. And we thank you all for listening to us today, whether it is on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. As you know, we always like it when you subscribe, you like, and you share. And especially that word share, don't forget to do it because as our 100th episode giveaway is approaching, the more you share, the more times you are entered, the more chances there are to win the big prize. This week, there's a lot in store. We have our top topic, which is talking about the top matches of 2021 the top 1000 of them just kidding at the end uh but we do have our monday night wars as always is we've been going down memory lane there and this week we have royal rumble 97 with the fallout from that 
We got some AEW. We got some news. We got much more. Hope you guys enjoyed the intro by The Acclaimed. I think their raps are getting better and better. Glad they added a little bit of a music video to it. Ladies and gentlemen, the rap artist himself, ODM. Bill's Mafia be like, I want the Patriots dead. I want Belichick dead. I want their stadium burned to the ground. I want to go there in the middle of the night. I want to piss on the ashes. Are, are you asking me to do something for you? I'm asking you to hit the music. The bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what he means. I'm pretty sure that's what he means. I, I, I got, if that's how you're going to start it. I got caught up in De Niro, but this is going to be the intro at least for the next three weeks, man. Oh, man. It was like a second Christmas. It was a perfect game. No punts, no field goals, no interceptions, no fumbles, no fourth downs. The only third they didn't convert was the kneel down. Josh Allen had more touchdown yep. passes than he did in completions. He had five touchdowns and four incompletions. It was insane. So let me ask you this question. Um, There was something, though, everybody's like, well, the perfect game. It was a perfect game, we would say, what, offense-wise. It would have been a perfect game all around if the Patriots didn't score, I would assume, right? Well, I mean, you start going down a rabbit hole then, because, I mean, what would it be? No completions, no yards gained. Yeah, you know what I mean? Then you have, like, the, the Yankees. <laughs> what, what is it? Uh, I'm trying to think of the first one I ever saw. David Wells, the first David time Wells, I ever saw someone yeah. throw a, 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 a no-hitter. Yeah. yeah, perfect game. Yeah. So, dude, Dawson Knox with the first two. Then Singletary with another two. Dude, it, it, I read a thing earlier in the week, and I don't know if I said this on last week's podcast, and I'll repeat it again, that Josh Allen, I read he's like, yeah, well, I have – poor circulation in my feet and <laughs> and he's like with the cold and i was like holy shit i'm like well wrap those some bitches up man i don't know what you're gonna do and dude every time he was out there he's out there for like two three minutes i let's hurry up and get this thing down the field they were like long passes every time like two plays touchdown he's like all right i'm heading back to go put it in my wife's like, like what do you think if he had like these really awesome slippers on the sideline that he had his feet in the whole time <laughs> Did you hear some uh, some ex NFL quarterback? I forget who it was suggested that he take Viagra before the game <laughs> to help with like, legitimately. Like Dawson Knox was like, "Yeah, that shit will show up in your PED test." He's like, "So no, he's not going to do that." Uh yeah, but it'd be funny because like all of a sudden you get a really exciting <laughs> touchdown, and all of a sudden you're like, "Yo, his cup is growing out." <laughs> all right, man, let's let's really get into real news here. Uh, well, kind of real news. Uh, well, you know, obviously, go Bills. That that was the shit. What what a game, beating the living piss out of one of our biggest rivals of all time. I've, I haven't seen Belichick have that much of a beating ever. Um, God damn, I am kind of. It's going to be a battle this this coming uh, Sunday night. Whew. Recording day is going to be 
Oh, it could either boy. go really good next week or really <laughs> yeah. bad, man. The game's so late, too. Like, if it was early in the day, I'd be like, all right, we got some time to get all the anger out, but, you know, with our day jobs and shit, well, I want to quit mine. All right, anyway, yeah. here, man, let's talk about the, some real real shit. Let's let's get into, you know, we, we said that last week, you know, when it came to the Bills, we run the East. Um, now we really run it, but not only do we run that, Man, we run the fantasy draft. We run this shit. And it's funny because I had to send a, a gift to the, the group of from White Man Can't Jump. No, no, no. This is too easy. No, 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 no. This is too easy. I'm out of here. I got to go. I got to go. I'm out of here. Dude, all week, you and I have just been flopping back and forth. First, second, first, second. And as we stand at this recording, you're in first and I'm in second. Last week, I was in first. You were in second for the show. I mean, dude, it's it, this shit is too easy. <laughs> no, no, no. It's too easy. Well, so the funniest thing is that I didn't think they were like, all right, we're going to do a drop ad where you're allowed to drop one person and pick someone up. And I was like, I'm fine with it. And then and then this past week on AEW, they do a whole angle for her car shooter to go home. And I go, oh. God damn it, I have her. And I'm like, I really had her in a feud with Deep for a while. And I'm like, well, who else can I pick up? Ah, Naomi. Spells I own backwards. Works for me. You just had to work that one in there, didn't you? I had to. No, well, I did pick her because she's been on SmackDown. I've been seeing her argue with Sony Deville. Speaking of, I picked her. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll just pick her because what the fuck? Why is it? Why would a general manager ever get the last word in ever? Right? I'll just pick her anyway. She was on the thing. God damn, she got me points here night. And guess who she pissed off? And they walked out. Naomi. I was like, oh, great. They'll go back and forth. I'll make points off of each of them. <laughs> I'll there break even, but well. whatever. Uh, but it was funny during the drop ad. Over crew goes. I'm happy with my team, and you wrote, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> yeah, bro, have you looked at your roster? Seriously? Seriously? You sure you don't want to pick up uh, at least Brandy Rhodes? I mean, she at least has a <laughs> promo or two in there when it's, who the hell told you it was open by night? Dude, I agree with Jim Cornette. She went to the well twice on that. Don't use that line every time you come out. You know what I mean? I, I, I didn't yep. like that. Now, I do like... Who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? I just like that one every time. He opened that way all out. He's done it every time he gets on the mic. I like that. I think it's a great way. It's almost as good as uh, finally The Rock has come back. I'm not saying it's as good. I'm saying, but, like, you continuously use it. Everybody's going to start to catch on when you get in the ring. People are going to go, who's ready? I'm telling you, it's going to pick up at some point, chant-wise. Yeah, considering his whole entrance is that way pretty much, you know? Oh, my God. Boom. Boom. Oh, I yeah. spent a so good great. part of New Year's Eve, quick story, trying to figure out. It was like, last year there was something that we talked about on our show, and I tried going through our prior to New Year's Eve show. Yeah, it was the Brody Lee tribute. And I was like, oh, good luck finding a happy moment in this thing that we could talk about. You know what I mean? Like, And I was like, where did we talk about it? But there was something that... If you set it up just right on New Year's Eve, you would have something awesome happen uh, at midnight. I'm like, what was it? And it was Undisputed Era's boom. That's what it was. And I was like, but now this one's like, you know what's all about that? Yeah. A great song, too. Dude, 
I actually want to download that theme. to my on phone. On the very first night that he came out, man, like as soon as we saw it, we, it, it fit right away. It's got that Rage Against the Machine feel. I'm literally thinking I'm going to download Ooh. it to my phone and actually just listen to it as like a standalone song. When I call, that should start. Ooh, your ringtone? You know it's all about the boom. Oh, dude. All right. I'll dude, do it. speaking of... You, we both happened to watch Dynamite during or while yeah. live the other night. How nice was that? How, how, how nice out, was that to text back and forth while we were watching, like two little schoolgirls? Extremely rare, man. That's that happens. What maybe for like a live TV show yeah. twice a year at best? Right. But that was a good one to watch, and we'll get into that in a minute. But when Cole came out, I tried to I texted you, boom. I was trying to time it out just the right time when he was going to do it at the apron and point to himself, and I go. Is he even looking at his phone? I don't care. I'm hitting boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk real news. What do you got for us, man? All right, well, I was just uh, checking the stats on the rotors, and uh, I happened to notice a little thing on our uh, podcast distribu- distribution site, a.k.a. Podbean, and uh, we've hit 2,000 downloads. And who cares if 1,000 of them are ours? Nah, man. <laughs> I, even that, honestly, it isn't. That's the cool part. Because yeah. I got to be honest, I I like to listen every now and then. But the truth is, is that yeah. after editing it all and hearing it, I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I got right? everything I need to out of it. So, hey, thank you to everybody who is listening. And then, you know, you know what that means. If you are listening, share, please, please share, because you're going to get one of the original new shirts. And I'm debating wearing that shirt to uh, the Dynamite episode when I or not Dynamite. I'm sorry. The. uh uh, Double or nothing, or all out, or whatever. Revol- uh, revolution. revolution. Yeah. Oh, which I said on a text to you on the side, but I ended up finding out during Dynamite they ended up announcing it. the The Dynamite rate after Revolution is right next to me as well. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll go to both of those. That that works out great. I'll nice. I'll hit them both up. Very rare that I could do two shows, two major programs back to back. Last time I did that, man. 2009, I did Raw on a Monday in Buffalo, and then SmackDown on, which would have probably been that Tuesday, Tuesday in yeah. Rochester, because it was going to be recorded for Thursday or Friday or whatever, but uh, I did them back-to-back. That was a lot, that's was that been quite some time, so kind of excited to do it, but with something I like. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? All right. Um, uh, I'm excited about this one. Go ahead. Oh Jesus Christ! Well, I didn't even I didn't even see this one. Apparently, WWE has filed for the trademark as good as it gets. <laughs> for real? You sure about that, bro? Sure about that? To me, I'm like, well, I'm not sure if that's an inkling to come. Like, hey, guy. By the way, everything you've been seeing, this is as good <laughs> as it gets. <laughs> Somebody didn't think that one through all the way. Right? That's all I could think about. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, it's also a movie with Jack Nicholson. Fine. But it, but I don't know, man. Is it like, as good as it gets, all I can really think is, is this really is as good as it gets. Unless, is someone's... Okay, are, you went from sad Corbin to happy Corbin. Is it going to be this is as good as it gets Corbin? I don't know what the plan is, but... As soon as I read the as good as it gets, I just immediately started laughing because I was like, <laughs> it is. It, that's all we're giving you. 
Seriously. Yeah, what a shit Which follows show. up to the next part. That's why I set this part in the news in the exact right way. The cover of your 2K22 game is Rey Mysterio. This is as good as it gets. We can't even pump out new people. I, I Rey's as loyal as it'll get. We, I, last year was probably Roman, right? I don't even know. But AJ, I think it was. I, okay. But either way, as soon as I saw that it was that, and it just aligned so well with as good as it gets. But hey, man, you get those premium live events. <laughs> oh, dude, who's even going to be in the 2K22 game? How many guys? We should have an over-under. Have they even released the list of how many of the people who are in it? I have no idea. I've after last year's game was a shit show. It was buggy as hell. Everybody hated it. Oh and my I, god! Yeah, and honestly, the next wrestling video game that I'm going to buy is the AEW one. So, totally. Problem is, I, the highest thing I have is a PS3, and they're definitely not going to produce it for a they're PS3. They're not. No, they're not. Yeah. I may have to upgrade my PC to at least play it on there because I'm not going to be able to get a PS5 anytime soon, or even a four. Um, but it's it's funny to me because i did see the game modes that they're gonna have you can have uh stable legendary stables like you can produce a stable and you go all the way through whether you want to you know have your evolution your nwo whatever you want um create your wrestler and go all the way through all the, they you have cool game modes they haven't released the list of wrestlers we should have an over under how many guys are on there that are no longer with the company because I don't think they're going to yeah. be able to clean sweep the game that many times prior to releasing it. You know what I mean? Like, what's it going to be? All 2.0 NXT guys and your Raw and SmackDown people? Because if that's it, it's a sad game. Even if you go plus Legends, guess what? You have Legends in every fucking game that you've ever produced. Yeah. I stopped buying them because I go, there's nothing different this year. Yep. You really look at it and people are like, oh, the graphics are better. Eh, I'll imagine. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll imagine he looks better than he does. I'm okay with it. How many do you think? Let's take a guess right now. How many people are on there that are between what and what? We'll say is the over-under. I'm going to say 10 to 15 are going to be on there that have already been released by now. Okay. So I don't think any of the recent releases are going to be on there. Right? Like, I don't think Samoa Joe will be on there. Um you know, all Ooh. those people. So if we're talking legend, you know that two twenty two is we're already here. Your your goal is to have it like you're supposed to release twenty two by close to the end of twenty one. That's how yeah. generally games work. Yep. So we're already in this. So I don't know if there's too much editing time left. So you're saying Samoa Joe? That was just a couple of weeks ago. Jeff Hardy, same thing. But yeah, but they didn't right, have to, Yeah, uh, so as far as people that aren't with the company anymore, whether it's they're retired or released, 10? I think okay. 10. I'm curious to see how this comes out. I can't wait to see the list. If, they're produ- if they just put out the the cover and the game modes, list has got to be out before we record our oh, next yeah, show. So let's keep soon. an eye out for that. I'm excited for that. All right, what else we got? I uh, saw something today. I had to sneak it in there. Uh, apparently, Cody Rhodes is not does not have a contract with AEW anymore. Yet he's the current TB or TNT champion. Um, now that they doesn't have an interim one. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, he's technically the champ, just until he comes I know, back. I mean, yeah, 
Yeah, Sammy's the interim. I hate the interim thing. Um, yeah, it's stupid. And so is Cody. And um, <laughs> yeah, I just go try so show business. Go try to be somebody famous. Uh, don't wrestle anymore. Nobody likes you. Go home. Bring Brandy with you. And bye. ODM, who the hell told you this is open mic night? Um, <laughs> I think that this is even more of a ploy heading or just bouncing off of heel Cody as of late. He's ho- he's totally heel in the eyes of a fan, or they're booing him like he's a heel. I'm sorry, but the face heel or whatever you want to fucking call it. The feel. Fa'il. Anyway. Um, he... <laughs> Boo. <laughs> So <laughs> we'll give it a light, boo. He he's not going anywhere. He created this shit with all of his buddies, and it's funny because when you read in certain interviews, along. he's like, "Yeah, but I mean, he was a big part in working with all those guys to put AEW together." There's, an, I mean, he's a EVP, and I'm not. And I understand that title was like whatever taken away from them or whatever. And it's funny because you read in certain interviews, he's like, yeah, we still talk and stuff. I'm like, you guys are all best friends. Come on. Like, don't bullshit me. I don't think he's going anywhere, personally. Yeah, agreed. Which goes into the next piece of news. I'll I'll let you uh, deliver it. And I want to hear your take because I'm sure you've been reading and seeing and hearing. I want to hear your take. And then I have something for you as well on my take. All right. So Take uh, it away. So uh, we're hitting the Royal Rumble. Uh, it's two weeks away. I actually got really scared that it was on yesterday because I had no intention of watching it if it was yesterday. Uh, but I do plan on watching it because it's the Rumble, and it's like one of the few WWE events I'll even take the time to bother watching nowadays. Um, but it's the Forbidden yeah, Door. Yeah, that's yeah right. That's 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 what we're here to talk about is the Forbidden Door thing. Now uh, they've already announced Mickey James, who is the Knockouts Champion in Impact. Uh, she's going to be in the Rumble. Uh, so there's that, and I'm sure there's going to be more because their women's division has been thinned down severely, especially with all the releases. Um, I Beth did Phoenix. see I did see a report uh, right before we started recording, but I didn't have time to read it. But the headline was basically saying there's not going to be any AEW crossovers. So that's very, you know, I, I think that's not a stretch. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Uh, ultimately, for me, I think the big one's going to be Moose. He, he called it out on Twitter. I, I think it's going to be Moose. Uh, he called it out on Twitter, but it's a good time to do that kind of shit. It gives you recognition. People may even chant your name, and he's not going to show up. Yeah. Um, I think the Forbidden Door is not a fucking Forbidden Door. I think every, it, it, this is going to be... One-offs. Mickey James is a one-off, and I hope she comes out dressed in her finest fucking trash bag that they sent all of her shit home. Oh in. my god, could you imagine? <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, dude. Okay, I just got done complaining to you prior to recording about getting fucked work-wise, right? You fire me, and you're like, "Hey, we need you to come back and work with a couple clients just for one day, and it's a good payday." Suck my dick. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't yeah. care. You know, if you sent my shit home in a trash bag, I'm, I'll am i come back dressed in a fucking trash bag. Only around my dong. But my point is, is that it's it, there's no forbidden door. If anything, there'll be one-offs. Moose, I think, is a really... I'm surprised you said that name. I'm, I actually didn't even really personally think Moose, but I think could be a good chance for him. Um, I think you may even see a returning Braun Strowman maybe at best. But yeah. other than that, 
it's all legends. I don't think you'll see anybody else other than that. You know, it's at best. But one thing I do want to touch on is the stupid people, the stupid marks. Dude, Moxley's going to be coming back into the Rumble for the (laughs) Forbidden Door. Please. Cody's going to be in the Forbidden Door, too. He's going to be in the Rumble. What are you guys, stupid? Yeah, yeah, and Hulk Hogan was going to show up on Monday Night Raw. Of course it was the Huckster. Of course it was Kane, and of course it was whatever that guy's name was that was Razor. You know what I mean? Like, it was not really ever... Please, anyway. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, and just to take it a step further, you know, kind of go on a tangent here. Uh, Speaking about Marks, uh, Tiger... Oh, no, I'm sorry, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Um, the (laughs) The people that are saying... Oh my God! WWW or WWE's done so much more for Impact than AEW ever has in the last month. They haven't done shit for Impact. All they've done what, is by saying brought... Mickey James's name. Yeah, exactly. And listen, we can have a discussion about how poorly the crossover with between Impact and AEW went, or how little AEW put over Impact. But they got a lot of content over that time on both sides. Uh, WWE just mentioned Mickey James's name, so yeah. shut the fuck up, Marks. Yeah, just because they mentioned the title and she works for that company, right? Guess what? She not only works for Impact, she also is an NWA with her husband Nick Aldis. Yeah. Now, man, that would be a cool one—a one-off for him to come in there. I think that would be a random surprise. I, I would, I would love it. Wouldn't happen. Um, I just don't see anybody coming over. I really don't. I don't see anybody making that forbidden door maybe at best big swole <laughs> oh sweet baby jesus if she if she does i hope she wins it <laughs> jesus have you seen the the odds for the vegas rumble odds like you had like it was like okay like the winner big e is like one to four odds um seth rollins one to six one to ten things like that you know what i mean then you had your really outlandish ones that it's like, well, there's possibilities that these people could actually do it. And these are some really ridiculous numbers, but I guess you have to take them on and hear them out. Um, so the following people all have the exact same odds, and that's where I, I think it's the funniest fucking shit, okay? And, and I put them in an order and reason this way, but 100 to 1. So... Am I to understand that if I go and put $1 down on any one of these guys, I'm going to win $100 if they win the fucking Rumble? Is that what I'm understanding? Is that how Vegas odds work? Well, that's, yeah, that's how that works, yeah. Okay. I'm about to go put a dollar down on every one of these people, just in case Vince is off his fucking rocker. Here we go. Both private streets guys, Dawkins and Ford, heh, <laughs> Okay, now, Dawkins, I was like, I just, good big guy, you never know, and I'm like, just whatever. Dominic Mysterio. Actually, that one I might put some money on. Okay, but now here's where these guys, both Dawkins, Ford, and Mysterio, are now (laughs) on the same level as the following. All 100 odds, 100 to 1. Mick Foley, Shane McMahon, The Undertaker, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. All of those people have the same odds as Dawkins, 
Ford and Mysterio. Sorry, I hit the mic. There's one other person who has the exact same fucking odds. And this person, I almost feel like I have to put down like 5 to $10 on. Because he's been more promoted on Raw than anybody when it comes to the Royal Rumble and SmackDown. Because he's even feuded, from what I've read with Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville. Mm-hmm. That jackass. Pun intended. All these guys are 100 to 1. So I'm going to go put a buck on everybody, and Knoxville's going to take five. So listen, man, I don't know a lot about betting, but what I do know is that Vegas <laughs> is very rarely wrong. The fact that all these people are grouped together means don't bet on any of them. <laughs> I get that, but I'm willing to lose a buck or two if all of a sudden Vince is like, we're in the crapper. We need to bring back Taker oh, he- versus Austin, two Texas boys. Because guess what, motherfucker? This is in Texas this year, right? Yup. Yup. You're getting Taker versus Austin, night four of the buy one, get one free premium live event. All right, I'm done talking about Royal Rumble. I'm done yeah, talking good. about WWE. Are we done talking about WWE? No, uh, of course not, we're not. not. Not quite yet, because uh, apparently Mustafa Ali has requested his release from WWE. Good for him. Uh, this I is following that. yeah a heated argument with Vince. Uh, not not a big surprise. Listen, I, I know he's got a lot of potential. He's great in ring. I just he's one of those guys. He's like, uh, well, we'll get to him in a bit. I, I'm just not a huge fan of him. Like again, we're at the point where when we get when we need to get excited about somebody who could possibly going to AEW, where we're gonna see them, where we're gonna be excited to see them. It's just mm-hmm. it, it, that's not him. I, it, go to Impact or go to New Japan. Now, I think he had a failed experiment with Retribution, which to me is no fault of his own. No, do it's I not. think he could play heel? Yeah, I think he's okay. I mean, I I really didn't watch a whole lot of that Retribution shit. Once I yeah. saw it, and I was like, <laughs> nah. You just took Dominic Dijakovic, who was one of my favorites in NXT, and mm-hmm. legitimately put a jockstrap across his face. Am I right? Um, Made him part of TLC. So, yeah, exactly. So, Mustafa, it's funny because I did read a thing that last year he was supposed to have a possible match with Kofi Kingston – and it got nixed, and Kofi ended up having a tag match with uh, Styles and Omos. And then he was supposed to apparently have had something coming on up this year right now with Mansoor, and they nixed that again. This, these are reports yeah. from Mustafa yeah. Oh, Ali. they were yeah, they were in the midst of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I like Mansoor, but he only got made from being in WWE and going to those Saudi Arabia events. So he's yep. probably a homegrown boy for life now. But I'm like, I would have rather seen them as a tag team rather than them feuding. They're same sized, and I'm and just I'm saying that they could have worked a really good setup together as a team, at least sure. something. Because the tag team division in WWE and NXT are just the balls. It's the worst thing I've I've probably seen in both in a long time. I mean, at least you had NXT for a while. At least you had that with FTR, American Alpha, uh, DIY, all those guys. Now it just sucks. So uh, one funny thing I did see that was taken off of uh, the network was 
The Rock and Austin sing-along from November of 2001. I have a theory as to why, but do you do you think you know what it is? I have no effing clue. Oh, I think, I, think, I think it was because The Rock was talking about getting poontang or pie or whatever he said in there. Well, that would be taking off like every one of his goddamn rock concerts then. Yeah, that's true. No, yeah. this was, uh, I personally think it has to do with, they sang Margaritaville. They sang um, Delta Dawn and one other song. I think it was something from the Eagles, maybe. It's copyright. It's got to be copyright. It's a copyright thing. They did say it was standards and practice. So, I mean, I guess copyright could fall under that, but why wouldn't they just say that? I guess. I don't know. That was just my personal guess on that. But Yeah, it's weird. All right, man. Onwards and upwards with the news. Oh, well, Sonny's back in the fucking news. Uh, Tammy oh, really? Sitch. Did she lower her uh, price in, in her... Uh, Friends only or fans only thing? Well, I don't know if she's going to be doing that unless you can do it from prison. Arrested on weapons. And... <laughs> she's arrested she again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she got arrested again. Uh, weapon again. Uh, and this time terrorist threat charges. Now that's a very, you know, they throw that a, a, a around a lot for people. That's that's not really indicative of what was happening. But I think it was basically, I'll kill you motherfuckers. I don't think she was really like trying to fucking plan with al-qaeda to take down a fucking capital or something but she was probably i i'm not like guaranteeing this but i could almost guarantee she had to be under the influence of something and she was like i'll take down every one of you yeah yeah that's what i think fill in the blank whatever it could have been and it was probably towards a certain race or nationality and she said something probably said like i know how to make a home bomb or some shit like that you know something dumb that got her in that kind of heat you know what i mean Right. But terroristic threat charges. Unless, you know what else is terroristic threat charges? Just saying out loud that you want to do something awful to the present United States. She could have been as dumb as to do something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and also having weapon charges considering she's yeah, that's what she's I'm still saying. on parole. Said I'll blow every motherfucker up in here or some shit like that. Who the yeah. fuck knows? So, yeah, she's going to be facing like three to five years. Do you remember well, that song, Sunny? Yesterday my life was filled with rain. Remember that from the sixties? No, I don't. Oh, that one. I'm gonna have to do a redo of that song, man, and make it all about her. Cause goddamn, I could fill a whole song with all the shit that she's done. It's funny because Nightwing sent to us. He goes, "I kind of feel bad for her." I said, "Eh, I don't, man. <laughs> first time, whatever. Your first arrest, whatever. Second time, shame on you. Third, Jesus Christ, man. And I said, I could spoon her for 25 bucks right now. No problem. So, yeah, I don't feel bad for you, man. Like, no. And I, like, for real, Nightwing, you get down to cuddling people for money, hit me up, bro. I promise you I'll let you sleep on the fucking RV couch. No problem, man. Jesus well, Sonny, this one's Unless you're years. a good cuddler, I'll pay you 25 bucks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll end with some GCW news. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It's because it's actually relevant, even though I don't really care for that type of uh Look, at, I don't necessarily promotion. care for it, but, but man, they've been their names have been in the news more in the last year or two 
than I I would say probably even Impact. Yeah. Or Ring of Honor for that matter. They've been drawn some pretty big stars, yeah. So uh, we'll start with uh, the big one. Matt Cardona defeated Rhino, who brought out the ECW TV title out of retirement. Uh, and it's technically like the first time he's lost it in like 20 years or something like that. He's had it for 20 years or something ridiculous. Like 10 years? Like technically? Like I saw somewhere it was like a technicality. Like he hasn't lost it since like 2001 well, Yeah, the company went down in 2000 or 2001. So he's had it for that many fucking years. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, Even when I read that, I go, huh? Yeah, Is that a thing? How do you win a title of a company that's been closed? That's like being like, you know what, man? I don't even know if this was really even worldwide, but at least we'll remember it in our area. That's being like, you know what, man? I'm the owner of Ames. Ames. <laughs> Okay, well, there is that. But the thing, the thing is, you know, so, so Car- Cardona throws the title in the trash and says Heyman can kiss his tan ass. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, on top of not caring about the ECW TV title, because like you said, they folded whenever and Rhino happened to be the last champion. So I'm just not a big fan of Matt Cardona. Yeah. I did like his one line. I read that uh he said that WWE was his developmental system. Yeah, I did see that. Hey, more power hey, to you, man. Good for you. Yeah. Because you know what? Say that. They are a stepping stone on the way to you doing something better in your life as opposed to being like, yeah, I had that career there. Now I'm doing something different. No, fuck them. They treated me like trash. They kept me in the mid card all my, my time there. Um, it'll, you know, not that he could have been a world title guy. That's not what I'm saying, but he could have been pushed a little bit better because especially when people were loving for him in, in 2010 11, he was the internet champion, made himself something. He's doing that again. He's becoming an indie darling again in his own way. Jesus. It's funny because the GCW crowd absolutely hates him, like mm-hmm. hates him. And not only does he keep coming out and doing more matches, it's like, dude, if I knew how much people hated me every time that I went to somewhere and they were throwing things at me, I'd be like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to work in that company anymore. Just, you know, for safety. Cardona keeps going there, man. Give him some credit on that. That's balls. Um, And he's going back this Sunday. He's going back this Sunday to the Hammerstein Ballroom. You know, before I list what's going on with the ballroom here for this Sunday, it's funny I say, you know, it, I wouldn't want to go back. There's a great tweet that I saw recently. It's like everybody nowadays gets nowadays gets so butt hurt over every little thing or whatever. John Cena willingly went into the Hammerstein Ballroom against <laughs> RVD, knowing that he could have gotten killed. Yeah, and it's I the picture that, yeah. of that guy standing up, flipping him <laughs> off. You know what I mean? The real big guy. It looks like he's a security guard. Yep. Um. Yeah. That. So. And it's like. People are all butthurt and tweeting over things like that nowadays, and that dude went in there no problem nowadays, or like back in his day. So I give Cardona some credit. I really do, because would you willingly go in there knowing if someplace hated you as bad? Nope. I mean, if I, I was in his position, that. I would. Put it this way. I thought about there is a Bill's Backer Bar here in Naples, right? Nice. Guess what else there is? A Patriots backer bar. It's called the Foxborough something. Found it. It's a straight Patriots bar. And I go, do I go in with my Josh Allen jersey and be a fucking asshole? No, that's nah, a different story. I want to see the game and I want to live. 
Yeah, yeah, you're you're not a wrestler, so yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Is uh, I'm built like one. You said you're well, in a, like a, a ref. Well, I'm built like Marco Stunt. You're built. You said you're. You said no, you're I'm in, not. Let's not get that out there. Probably built more like Jelly Danella, but Jelly Jelly Nutella. That's a cornet one. I'm sorry, I had to. Steal I love it. it. I do it every once in a while. You said you're in. You said you're in Naples. Is that near Florence? Uh, I don't know. Have you ever been to Florence? No. It's nice, but it's like you woke up in Jew Heaven. Good, you can good fellas, right? <laughs> That's what it was. I was like, hang on, I know this. It's I'm like, it's a uh setting, everybody's doing their hair and shit. Nice, nice, nice. Well, before before we get wow, is that our second? Well, you did De Niro earlier, you did that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, hey. I'll have to think of something hmm. on the fly. If I see a Kansas City fan around here, I may have to pull a gun out and beat him with the, the butt of it. You gonna leave her alone? <laughs> All right, man. Hey, Hammerstein Ballroom this coming Sunday. Your GCW champion is John Moxley. True story. This past weekend, I watched Moxley versus uh, who was your champion before Nick Gage. Nick Gage. Yeah. And Moxley was defending against Nick Gage. It was their most recent match. You can find on find it on YouTube. And Moxley retained. And Jesus, the the panes of glass and stuff they went through. And I'm like, dude, he probably was drinking a shitload of Jack Daniels to go even get into that match. And now he's he's in. You know the rehab, or now he's out. Uh, which, by the way, I haven't. I don't think I mentioned yet on the podcast. I've already began reading it for uh, Christmas. Oh. My in-laws bought me the Mox book, and nice. it's already great. Oh my god, just amazing! I actually, sat on the beach reading it before uh, watching the Bills game the other day. Ooh. But uh, he Moxley is defending. He's back. His first match back isn't even with AEW. His first match back is with GCW, and. If you don't know, it's Game Changer Wrestling. And he's defending against Homicide. Okay. I'm in. Already in. Already in. And then, for the Tag Team Championship, they retained this past weekend, the same night that uh, Zack Ryder threw the TV title in the trash. The Briscoes retained their GCW Tag Team Championship, and now they have an open challenge coming out. Yo. Chick, who you want? Who you fucking want? He Tony Khan don't want us there. You know it's FTR showing up. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Was that the match where uh, he got knocked out by the door? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> and they're back for more. They did a Didn't promo. Didn't even mean to rhyme that one, but that one per- perfectly worked. Yeah, dude, it's... Uh, it's got to be FTR, but it's funny because yeah. they have not shown up on AEW television. I don't and get it, man. what pisses me off is I just read, and I'm like, now, Khan is usually like, oh, I'd love to get him in here, this and that, blah, 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 right? I just read an interview that he was like, yeah, we just haven't really connected with them or anything, and I, I'm not sure if it's going to happen. What? How? I mean, uh... they've been calling you out on video. FTR showed up at Ring of Honor. There's no way you're not doing this. Unless he's playing and maybe coy. I need you to do it because Revolution is coming up in March and I'm going to it. So I would <laughs> absolutely love if you would just do me a solid. You know, and I got a personal list going and we'll wait when we get to our AEW stuff. But I have a list of what I think the card could look like if all you know cylinders are starting to fire right. But 
I need the Briscoes to show up at some point, and they haven't. Maybe this coming Sunday night, FTR shows up to the the pay-per-view that is in the Hammerstein Ballroom. Also, Jonathan Grisham is going to be there defending his Ring of Honor title. Look, he's been making his rounds. He went to Impact and defended against Chris Sabian. He went against other guys. Um, he's been all over the place. But he's going to be defending against Blake Christian in a pure Ring of Honor rules match. That's the thing. If you're going to face him, it has to be in a pure rules match, but still for the world title. I love it. I just love that that's the case with it. Um, and Ruby Soho is going to be there, too. Now, I don't think every one of these matches are all hardcore matches. Maybe they are. I don't know. I haven't really followed all of Game Changer Wrestling's matches. Yeah, but no if idea. they're all as hardcore as that, kind of excited to see what Ruby Soho will do. Uh, but the match of the night is going to be your two absolute favorites. You got Matt Mid-Cardona. You like that, Mid-Cardona? Oh, I'm going to give that one to Moose. Not me. I give that to Moose. That was a great one. He go, that, It That's works awesome. out so awesome. So Matt Mid-Cardona taking on Jelly Nutella. Dude, I want to see them both just th- both throw equally at the same time, unblocked right-hand punches to each other's faces, and just both of them fall the fuck down. And that's it. I think that would be the most logical end that both – I, I, the crowd would probably go apeshit for that. Wouldn't it be great? I want to see it. All right. I think it would be great. I thought I, I was hoping you were going to say, like, throw cinder blocks at each other's faces at the same time. But, you know, right hands will work Home alone style. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's this Sunday night. Hey, ODM, speaking of Sunday night, what you doing? Hitting the fucking music. The bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not going to get old for the next several no, weeks. It's not. And let me say this: if, 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 if we do it, we do it. I think that the fucking hit the music is going to have to be a weekly thing from here all the way to fucking next preseason. All right, look at I added a new segment to our. It's that could be fun, but uh, I added a new segment to our show because. We always get things right. Sometimes we forget to track what we're right about. You know, like I got several things right. Like I think season one and two, we both did, you know, but we we had a good track record going. Oh, hell yeah. And I started a new, not segment, but at least a track record here. And uh, you predicted this both, I think, last week and the week before, that the only logical heel could be if someone came back from an injury. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to go ahead and say it, man. What happened? Yeah, well, as we were watching, uh, uh, Hangman Page cut a promo on Dynamite. Fucking Lance Archer just decided to come out and wreck the shop. So, good. He's way better as a heel. Um, 
and it's it's yeah. it, it's something to keep him busy because you know Archer's not going to win it. At least I don't think he is. Um, but yeah, I you know it it, it makes sense. It, it's it, it, it's filler, it's, but you know, not everyone had not every title program. Uh, I don't program think he's going to win. No. Yes, I I agree. I don't think he's going to win, but maybe it's the credible. Page has to overcome, you know, the David Goliath kind of thing because he is a much bigger guy. Oh, yeah. It's funny, like, I, you say I like him as a, a heel. Uh, no one ever said he was a face. I think everybody just started cheering him because he was beating the piss out of people so awesome. And, and I, I mean, I did have some programs where yeah, he was some yeah. heel guys. But um, it was it was a great call by you, and that could be maybe the, the match heading into Revolution. I don't know. Um, but... You know, let's talk about what happened on Dynamite. So you have, I I think the internet wrestling community, better known as IWC, better known as Marks, have um kind of been at a split about your match opener, which was CM Punk defeating Wardlow. Now, we're fine with Wardlow losing, if that's the case. Motherfucker took eight power bombs, one being through a table, came back, one with a roll-up. And I actually got into a tiny little bit of an argument with someone from Fresno that I'm like kind of cool with. And I'm not sure if he took it the wrong way or whatever, but I was like, nah, it's not what I meant. I wrote the exact same thing I wrote to you. Eight power bombs and you win with a roll-up? Who the fuck are you, Cena? <laughs> right? And it was a joke, man. And he goes, It wasn't John Cena I, you were I... talking to, was it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, because I... It, his profile picture wouldn't have been there. It would have just been blank. Oh. Boom. So I always love a picture of, like, someone. It's by themselves. It's like, hey, it's a picture of me and John Cena. <laughs> this is just so good. Um, But I wrote the same exact thing that I wrote to you. And he wrote, if you feel like you know what or, – or no, he goes – if you feel like you know what was going to happen. Oh, I go, I was just disappointed in the in the outcome. I was fine with the win. I just thought maybe in what you and I were saying, MJF, a chair to the back by accident or whatever the case is. Something like that. I go, I was just anticipating a different outcome. And he goes, if you know the story, then why do you watch? And I go, At... no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying that this is just what I anticipated. I did not anticipate the win. That... Never mind, fuck it. It was like you, you know don't, what don't get here's all hurt buddy. Yeah, here's the thing man. It, it, Wardlow's really come up. You know, we yeah. were impressed with him at the beginning. Uh he's starting to get more airtime. I'm glad they haven't rushed the breakup with MJF. It seems like we're definitely getting closer. Um and he's been doing the whole symphony, the powerbomb symphony. That's been his new thing where he's just powerbombing fools. I love it. He looks like a he looks like, like a fucking murderer. He looks like a meathead. Power bombing fools. Yo, that's it from now on. Every time we say word look, did you say power bomb fools? Power bomb symphony. Yeah, but then after that you go and he's just power bombing fools. I thought you just oh, said yeah. that following right yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, so that's what we're gonna fools. say. Well, the power bomb symphony continues as he keeps power bombing fools. I just yeah. I think it's hysterical. I think it's the best way to describe it. Um, but, but what I was, but, but what I was something saying was, to add to that. Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, what I was saying was, he. I wouldn't have been mad if Wardlow won. I wouldn't have either, and I thought that was what was going to happen, and I thought Punk was just going to get the match costed. I thought that 
MJF was going to hit Wardlow in the back purposely with the chair so that right, that's what I said. Punk yeah. would win. And I said, or even do something like a low blow. Be like, why the fuck would you do it? Hey, you won the match. Yeah, but why'd you have to go to those lengths? You know what or, I mean? And it's like, because it gets you the heel on MJF, or the, the, the heat on MJF. The push for Wardlow is still well there. We're all behind him now as the heel. And you continue your storyline with Punk. That's what I was trying to convey to that guy. Yeah. And he was like, but why would you watch if you feel like that, that you know that's okay, what's going to happen? Still it was a prediction, things. dick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, well, well, the other thing was, you know, it, it could have been a no contest and then MJF could have used that and been like, oh, just like one of your UFC fights, but only because the guy got caught smoking oh taupe. You see what I'm saying? Oh, my God. That would have been great. Yeah. So the one thing I will say is I read an interview with Matt Bourne and he said uh, taking the Powerbomb Symphony, something that he wouldn't want to do again. He goes, it's painful. Taking one is enough and to do multiple in a row. It, he goes, it's not something everybody wants to sign up for. So I great. say to this, good, exactly, Punk is older, and Punk took that like a champ, took multiple. And those were not light power bombs, man. I watched every one of them. I was like, nope, not even going light on him. He's make, he, Punk's selling them pretty hard. One through the table. I don't give a shit how gimmicked it was if it was already in half. Still your impact on eight of them all in a row as the only move. And he still took him. You cannot say Punk is coming back and just taking lay down matches. He like maybe for the first beginning to get the rust off, but he's taking some pain. I don't know many other guys that would have wanted to take eight of those goddamn power bombs. Any wrestler, you know what no. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Did you happen to like the point of uh, the new Super Click edition? I think it's got to be a new edition. I thought it was pretty fucking cool. It, it, it's it's silly, but it's cool. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It's a lot goddamn better than Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. I'll tell you that for goddamn oh, sure. Oh, a hundred percent. Basically, so, we yeah yeah. Who you me me? Oh, you, I, I was me, gonna say. You, well, me, it be it, it, you me. Uh, right, let's do it together. All right, one two three go. Um, no, it began with Adam Cole story time, and him saying that they are the greatest you know faction with uh, Bucks. Red Dragon and himself, the super click, basically. And all of them together, you can't be beat. and Or they, they can't be beat. Um, and they are real best friends, even more than best friends. Outcomes, best friends. And so then you have all of them coming out, but including Chris Statlander, who gets in the ring. And out comes Britt Baker. Fucking pop. The crowd went nuts. She's a heel. They do the right cheers when you need to. It's kind of like Rock. He was getting booed to a certain extent for so long. And then people would do his cheers with him, like the DMD. Everybody does with her. And But aligning her with Adam Cole coming to his aid. Okay, you can't hit a girl? All right. I'll come out to his aid. And then to cap it all off, Cole's trying to be like, Hey, guys, see, we're all still together. I could be with Red Dragon. I still be with the Bucks. Touches the cheeks. Come on over and kiss me. And Baker interrupts and just pulls him in and makes out. Not makes out. Just a straight regular kiss. Both of them had like shit eating grins on their face as they were kissing because the crowd went nuts for it. The pop was like, yo, this is way better than the kiss of the box. Oh, my God. It was I thought it was awesome. And then she even cuts a promo with them later on in the in the night. And she's saying, Satlander, you know, come get some. Awesome. 
Awesome, yep. awesome. Loved it. I marked out. I marked for that. I was like, I just marked for a kiss. I think the very first time I feel like I've marked out for a kiss in wrestling, maybe since <laughs> yeah, right. since Savage and Liz got back together. Yeah, right. I it, this was one of those things. I think like initially I was like, oh, seriously, why are you doing this? And then I, I just I caught myself grinning ear to ear. So yeah, same. You know, yeah, it was awesome. All right, uh, we already talked about Adam Page, but one thing that you didn't mention is that Adam Lambert was the first, or not Adam Lambert, Jesus Christ, that's the guy, that's the kid that was in American Idol that sings for Queen now. <laughs> well, he's just about as useful as the one I'm really talking about, Dan Lambert. Uh, he uh, comes out and starts talking shit. And Murderhawk comes out, man. Lance Archer comes out to confront this whole thing in he looks to get in the face of Lambert at first. And Lambert says, don't miss this opportunity. There's a chance to make a name for yourself. And he turns on page. I don't know if he's joining up with those guys, but I want to say Lance Archer with Ethan page and Scorpio sky. And maybe you get rid of Dan Lambert altogether. I could be okay with just another, you know, stable. I want to actually see Sky and Paige win the tag team titles. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I, I'm better seeing – I like them better than Jurassic Express, personally. I'd rather Still FTR like, win the titles like they should have. Yeah, that Pepsi, too. You know, but. But, but nope, we got a boy in his dino. Yeah. Um, and then I also already mentioned Serena D beat the living piss out of Hikaru Shida that the ref had to do a stoppage, and now she's out of action. Great. <laughs> um, so – you know, I have Wardlow in our draft, so I, you know, you lose points when a man loses a match. Not that I'm majorly a fan of that, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. But then I picked up points because Dante Martin beat Powerhouse Hobbs. I go, "Ooh, we broke <clears> even." <throat> well, I have Powerhouse um, Hobbs, so I wasn't happy, and I'm not happy oh, about the win because Hobbs shouldn't be losing to fucking Dante Martin right now. That's true, Hobbs. but he did get he did get distracted. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. But you know, I one one thing I did want to say back to Wardlow, and you're saying how him and MJF they're they're doing that feud right there, it's starting to slowly build. This to me is Triple H and Batista. Batista was like one of the very last people to leave Evolution, stayed while other people got pissed and left. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that it's gonna have to be all the way to that, but Wardlow could stay through probably another six month worth of bullshit. Yeah, and then once he does turn. And he turns at the right time to cost MJF something, crowd will go like just completely apeshit. So I think there you go. Keep it going. I like where they're going with this. Um, they were in North Carolina. I was wrong. I thought I could have added to our list of yeah. things that I was going to be right about. No Jeff Hardy, but we did get a debut because after Penta Cero Miero NMNOP defeated Matt Hardy in his hometown. While his wife and kids were right there at the ringside, yeah. Malachi Black comes out to uh, confront Penta. Lights go out again because, oh, my God. Not only does Penta do it get in a beatdown suit of the Varsity Blondes. Okay, I was wrong about that. Apparently, Brian Pillman Jr. is not going to be crossing over. <laughs> but your new draftee comes in because he officially signs... Brody King. Wow. What a monster. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Big guy. And I like that they're aligning him with it. Like I said, he was already going to be there with a man, and they took that away from, from Overcrew. That's funny that that got taken away from him, and you took it's it It's called from him. karma, you mark. 
Shouldn't have stole the title. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, they're going on a little tangent here. I've been looking at custom titles. Oh, my brain's going wild. I got so many ideas. But I'm, I, I'm legitimately, if I win my dirt league and get some extra cash, I'm fucking buying one. I'm just going to fucking cut a pro and be like, eat my ass, bitches. You can get them on Amazon for like 120 I noticed. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. <laughs> um, So, the acclaimed defeated Bear Country. Bear Country is basically um, Otis and Tucker. It's what it really reminds me of. It's basically AEW's Otis and Tucker. But, hey, it's a tag team. I'm okay with it. Yep. Um, and they're still feuding with Darby and Sting, which you, hear, uh, which you heard in the beginning of the show. And... Not only are you an interim champion, you can defend an interim title. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard as well. But, yeah. yep, Sammy, Ge- Sammy Guevara, um, I would say defeated uh, Garcia, but he didn't. It was a basic schmoz because Kingston and... No, Garcia, uh, no, Sammy No, won. no, no, no. Cause, Sammy won this match. I'm sorry, I was thinking of... Uh, yeah. My bad. He was, was get, he was getting the title and then got jumped by Garcia. Who was it that they had uh, given the title? Oh God, who the hell was it? It's like Crockett or something. It was like a big name, but it was somebody. Oh God, it wasn't Crockett. I don't know. I don't remember who it was. But wait, this is where. No. Yeah, yeah. Sammy won, and then he's presenting the title to him for the second week in a row. And Garcia oh, that's right. It was him. it was a Crockett. It was a Crockett giving the title. Right. But then is that where Jericho and Kingston started arguing after, at the end of the show, yep, though? After Garcia okay. jumped. Yep. Yep. I and it. Well, okay, that's you're 100 percent right. So then, what the funniest thing was about that is Kingston trying to hobble his way into the ring because he said he's hurt. <laughs> I don't know if he really is. If he isn't, he sold that great because it took him a good 10 seconds to get his body into the ring. I'm like. Look, if I was to fake an injury, I would probably put a knee brace on to have to remember which one it was. You know what I mean? Right. Like to really solidly, you know. But he sold it great, but hobbled his way over to Jericho. If that's what we're going to be getting at Revolution, I'm excited because I think that will be another great match. Fucking um, Kingston better win. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he needs something, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm over black-haired Jericho, too. That That's a little redonkulous now. Um, <laughs> dude, I mean, come on. It, it looked it's like terrible. he literally took black paint and just ran it through his hair. Scalp and Ron Popeil's um, uh, hair in a can. <laughs> um, on Rampage, we did have Adam Cole, baby, defeating Trent Beretta. Uh, Sean Spears defeated Andrew Everett, and he cut a promo on Punk as he's going to face him. It, MJF did another one of those. You want it? You want it? Fine. Sean Spears. I knew it was yeah, going that road. Exactly, exactly that road. Like, it, yeah. it was like you – but I'm okay with it being what you know sometimes happening. Um, Penelope Ford, The Bunny, and Nyla Rose defeated Red Velvet, Chris Statlander, and Layla Hirsch. Um, did you happen to see that? I think it was Vince McMahon or someone made a comment about, oh, all they do is have their gore over there, and it's in reference to the Rampage match on New Year's Eve where the girls were all bloody. Yeah. Yeah, because Vince is too scared to have a girl look like anything other than a toy Barbie model. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, guess what? 
bitches can be badass too, man. And they, they, those girls went out there not worried about their looks, and they all still look great. <laughs> so I saw like a meme in response to that, and it was Orton getting his head busted open by Brock Lesnar's elbow, Becky Lynch's bloody face. It was just all these yeah. things. It's like, yeah, you don't like your blood and gore, huh? Okay. Yep. Yeah, what they did to uh, Roman to close out WrestleMania because they knew that everybody was all upset with the match as it was. Well, let's at least have him look bloody as shit. Um, Jay Lethal cut a promo on Taz. So I guess he's going to start feuding with uh, Taz's crew. You know, I-, I was thinking, you know, with this whole FTW championship that Ricky Starks has, if anybody should be carrying it, it should be Hook because he is the most... You know, I'll beat anybody, beat the fuck out of them, walk out. That's the whole point of that title. Hook should be having that title. I'm thinking that Starks will eventually be exiled from that group. I'm just, that's just my prediction. I'm not saying it's happening tomorrow, but that'll be eventually. In time. And then a boy and his dinosaur beat Jonathan Silver and Alex Reynolds. I guess that was a good call by you. You you picked up Brody King and got rid of Jonathan Silver. That was probably a uh, solid, solid plan. Yeah, I think that's a fair trade for me. Now, I, I do want to just throw this out there. I have a list, what I think is heading into what will be revolution so far. Um, I Call me crazy on this, okay? I don't think that Adam Page and Lance Archer hold enough weight to close a show. Do they close a show with Punk and MJF because it's that big and long of a feud? Possibly, but probably not. So, if you want your title to close the show the right way, because the only time they ever close a show not title on a pay-per-view was Stadium Stampede, like a big kind of thing. Right. They made mention when Adam Cole came out. He is ranked number one. And he has never been defeated you could add him in right in a triple threat right you throw one more in there and I hate to throw him in there because he's the common you throw him in there guy Brian Danielson you could hold some form of a story with him and Paige still and you know maybe him and Cole go to a some form of a draw or some shit the case is I don't think he needs to keep doing draws cuz that that would be kind of a weird thing but somehow making it a fatal four way I could be okay with for the title uh, that would that's just my own prediction can't say it's going to happen but I don't know where else to go from there I think your tag titles really could end up being the acclaimed versus uh Jurassic Express Maybe versus Sting and Darby, but I think that they'll get the better of them heading into Revolution, and the tag titles would be uh, that match. That's just my own personal opinion. Again, women's title match. Who do you think Britt Baker would defend against? Who's their, her most logical or best opponent? Well, I feel like <laughs> they're setting it up with Stantlander, unfortunately. I think it would be either Statlander or, I hate to go to the well again, but Thunder Rosa. Um, I think that would be a good match, but I don't know if it's in the cards again. If it's happening, it could happen. FTR and the Briscoes, I want it to be there. That's what I'm saying. You know, if it's if 
if anybody is making the match happen, it's the fucking Briscoes. I mean, I keep posting it to our page. I mean, you have a video a week of them just... Now this week, what was he? Eating cereal? <laughs> out of a box? Or some shit? Like, I, <laughs> God damn, I love those guys. Um, Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. And then, of course, you have Punk and MJF. <sighs> Might be too early to pull Wardlow and Spears. I don't know. Maybe it's a... Uh, because he's combat his what is it his uh, compatibility no uh, accountability yeah maybe it's a accountability accountability test you know like you you've messed up one too many times now you need to face Spears for your punishment who knows I don't know I'm just throwing that out there but I think this is also where we will get our AEW Revolution ladder match where you get that really nice. Uh, circle floaty device that uh, Scorpio Sky won. Yeah. But that match will happen as well. Where I think you could throw in your Alistair Black, Pack, uh, even Andrade uh, El Del Rio. I don't care. Whoever. You know, you have a lot of options. And then Cody could come in and win it all and be like, I signed a contract. <laughs> Let's hope not. That's my predictions for AEW, at least coming up for the next couple of, uh, you know, at least week, couple of weeks heading into Revolution. That's my predictions right now so far. We'll see where it changes. But, you know, you and I have talked about, I am going to the show. We've added one more topic or segment to our show, at least leading up to Revolution. And that is sign ideas. Now, as of right now, I'm going to be camera side for Revolution. Haven't gotten the dynamite ticket yet. We'll not. We will not know if I'll have the opportunity to have a sign for that. But um, we will record prior to that, which is good. We'll require, you know, prior to that, and I'll know. But you and I decided we're gonna have to get some signs in order, some ideas that once we talk about it on this show, you'll know what to look for. Once we go, because we're gonna zero it down. We have like a, a couple of you know great ideas here on our list but we're gonna zero it down to a couple so that we know that's it that's the one i'll read mine you read yours and if you think it's too far it goes off the list right now on the spot both of us can can agree to it so and if it's if you think it's just too dumb or whatever we could also you're not gonna hurt my feelings okay i could be seen oh in i'm gonna keep it straight with you don't worry about this. it yeah absolutely okay cool first one Poor Hunter, or poor Triple H, one or the other. I didn't know which would it would be. Just poor Triple H, because I, think, I read it. Poor Hunter. I'm like, like, is that like, like you're like an assassin, and your name is the Poor Hunter? Okay. I was worried about poor Triple H being taken from me. Yeah. Uh. Poor Paul L. You know. You know. Yeah, you can play with poor it. Poor Paul now, McMahon. <laughs> now that I understand what it means, yeah, that's actually not bad. I like it. Okay. MJF prefers a Shiwi. No, take it off. You can't fucking bring a sign, dude. You're going to get roasted for that one. Now, I was saying in the idea of not necessarily as bad as the Nyla Rose thing. I was saying as instead of needs a Shiwi, he prefers one. He could very easily use his, his dick at urinal, but it's so tiny he needs a Shiwi. Just an idea. Oh. Never mind. <clears throat> All right. Bring back fake sting too. I, I don't understand the two after it. 
Why won't you just bring as in back like also because you have Sting in there, but bring back the fake uh, one as well. Are you okay? Bring See, back I, fake I, Sting. I, 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 just yeah. okay. You got real Take Sting. Bring back docket. fake Sting. Yeah, something like that. Okay. All It'd be right. cool because you should put Stang, but nobody's gonna get that. So that's a, that's the point. I thought of that too. I was like, bring back Stang. People are like like the Mustang. See, you know, we we gotta be you know humor there. What this one I was kind of happy about. I I just made myself laugh. 1997, suck it. 2022. If not, no worries. Boo. Yeah, yeah. boo. Not yeah. a big boo. Little boo. Little boo. Little boo. Okay. Is it off the list boo? I would take it. You've got better, way better ones, so. Okay. This one's a little playoff of just one of my favorite movies of Hustle and Flow. You know it's hard out here for a mark. <laughs> I like. I don't that know why it made me laugh, reasons. just because my name is. Yeah. I, well, yeah. Yep. There's a lot Being of marks a mark, out there. My name is a mark. Yep. Next one. It's not the first time it's been done, but it's just good timing. Vince fears wrestling. Yeah. Ooh, I just thought of a new one. Vince wishes he could release wrestling. <laughs> That's better than that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Guy behind me can't see and wants me canceled. The want me wants me canceled thing sounds too edgy. Like you're trying to be like too uh I'm I, trying to uh, make it modern. Yeah, a guy okay. behind me can't see I think is is good on its own. And or my you last say, one that I have. <laughs> or you could make guy behind me can't see but screw him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know if it's a guy or a girl and I don't want to upset them oh, nowadays. There you so go. person Individual behind me can't see. Screw them. <laughs> but I can. Uh, one of my last ones that I have is, this is the top of wrestling. Perfect. Okay. Figured that one would work. Yeah. And my last one that I had added here is, Flamingo Flares <laughs> is greater than Overcrew. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And true. Factual statement. And True. Dude, he cut a video. You know what? All these goddamn crybabies on here and blah, blah, blah. Did you listen to it? Yeah. She's like, yeah, but you're wrong. And I was like, even she's in the background saying you're wrong. She's more the commissioner <laughs> than he is anyway, so he's just a puppet. Yep. So, all right, list off what signs you think I could bring. Well, since we're going with Overcrew, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into this one because do you remember at the draft he spoke about how much he hates Daniel Garcia? <laughs> yep. So, Tiger Smith. With a heart, Daniel Garcia. <laughs> Do you know how upset he would be if he didn't? I think he, he doesn't I, hear this. I think he'd be super pissed. He was, dude. I mean, he cut a promo during our draft. We're like, easy guy. Like you would have thought he stole his lunch money. I know, right? Uh, and then these were just like random things I wrote down. Uh, there's the uh, <laughs> boo this man. <laughs> from half-baked i am a so. very big fan of that not gonna lie my it doesn't translate nephew to and my wife we we all say it to each other all the time just a great sign even if it's just someone that like when cody comes out boo this man <laughs> it, well brandy of, Rhodes comes out oh okay i was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say brandy Rhodes comes out said, boo this I, man <laughs> next sign is uh if brandy shows up we riot <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> Uh, if Brandy talks, we riot. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it's not open mic and nobody cares. Shut up, Brandy. <laughs> we need uh, a new open mic host. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I didn't do it from uh, Longest Yard, the football game at the end, the convict. I didn't do it. Oh, <laughs> I swear I thought it was Bart Simpson. Yeah, I didn't I do know. it. Well, after, so after I typed it, I'm like, yeah, he's going to think that's Bart Simpson. Uh, and my favorite one. Well, either way. Yeah, it, 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 one of my favorite ones, just because I think it's Philly. I, I left my RV for this, but then you're kind of talking shit That's about the show, one. which you don't want to do. So, no, well, if it's, oh my, I would only pull it out if if it was like brandy. Let's say, <laughs> yes, or let's say like after FTR wrestles, acclaimed beat him up. I left my RV for this, you know, like that. That's a good one. Um, wow, man. I can't believe it's been just over an hour and we're finally just getting to a table. Just bring it, bitch. Oh my gosh. Speaking of boo, this man. <laughs> that was, that wasn't all right. That was all right. That, that, that was not boo worthy. Yeah, you, you get that one. All right. Well, as we do every week, that's right, you know, we bring something to the table. What do you got this week, man? Yeah, well, it's just kind of like a rambling point here, I, it, it, which was hilarious. I'm just going to read it out. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, you and I were both inputting into the Google Doc at the same time, so I was watching you type yours as I was typing mine, and we said hi to each other. It was funny. It was a moment. You had to. Be <laughs> I know. Back. I wrote back, hey, Joe, and I was like, do I want to write you're a pussy? Nah, I'll just say hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, just, uh, I guess just proud of where this journey's taken us uh, up my wrestling game. You know, the kids got me back into wrestling, and then through talking to you, got more into wrestling, and then we decided to do the podcast and got more into wrestling. So, you know, you, you're obviously the professor. I've, I've been, you know, accumulating more and more knowledge as we do this. Um, you know, so... Should we start I, calling you maybe, like, the TA? Because, I mean, you're getting better. I'm not... No. <laughs> no. Not the teaching assistant? <laughs> Boo! Anyway, no booze during my bring it to the table. So, so weekly cornet reference. I was listening to them, and they were reviewing uh, the the match between Daniel Sinan and uh, Hangman, the second one with the judges that they didn't need. Um, I know that and, bothers me so much. I'm like, if you didn't, uh, yeah, yeah, eh, I guess yeah. Big Show got his payday too. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but specifically, he was talking about the the suplex spot where you suplex him over the top rope. And the other guy follows, right? It's a nasty-looking spot. Um, and Cornette says, you know, oh, that's the the first time I saw that was. And, dude, I was in my garage having a smoke, and I said it out loud. Nobody was there. I said it out loud. I go, Dynamite Kid versus uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Or, no, Tiger Mask. Dynamite Kid versus Tiger, Tiger Mask. Yep. And he immediately says, Dynamite Kid versus Tiger Mask. I'm like, damn, getting good. So That's like in one of my... I, I man, I have so many favorite matches, and obviously they grow and grow and grow throughout the years, just because of as you know the evolution of res, uh, wrestling goes. You know the the standards get higher, things like that. But then you watch Dynamite Kid and uh, Tiger Mask, and it's a timeless classic. It works in any era. That's got to be easily my top ten, fifteen of all time. It's such a good match. It just never disappoints every time. So no, nah, I like that. So that so, this show is bringing you along and and making you, God, man, we are the professors. From here on out, Mark Fantasia and and 
Well, you're also a doctor. God yeah, damn, I was going to say, yeah. You're a doc. You have your doctorate degree. You're a TA. You like TNA. Your name's ODM. Oh, I knew you were <clears> trying. All right, so. You know what I'm bringing to the table this week? Chicken nuggets? Nah, I already had, did that, and that's, you know, break time. Uh, this is really what I brought to the table. I really thought about what I was really going to bring, and I'm pulling a swerve. I had something written there, and I'm swerving, man. Sometimes you just got to put yourself in a better mood when you sing. And I'm spending my days working hard on the go, but the hand on the clock, it keeps spinning too slow. I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. Hey, Monday Night Wars time. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Or we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! You want a war? You're gonna get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. He ain't done nothing but cry. He ain't nothing but a cry, baby. That was my best Stone Cold impression. I am in my favorite era because we get whiny Bret Hart turning into the Hart Foundation and Canada versus USA. We are underway, and it all starts at Royal Rumble 97. That is where it really kicks off. I mean, you know, we got their matches, Survivor Series 96, and, you know, there's been some floppage of the title back and forth between Sid and Michaels, but right now this is where the good shit really uh, kicks off, and I'm so excited. I've said it a million times, and I'll say it just one more time in case you guys don't know. 1997 is 100% my favorite year in wrestling of all time. Thank you to WWF. I mean, WCW had some good stuff I liked in there with you know, Sting, DDP, stuff like that. But for the most part, all WWF, because not just being a Brett fan, like I was torn as a Brett fan turning heel. I was like, yo, come on, man. I've been cheering you for so long. Don't be an asshole, man. I'm trying to, and all my buddies are like, you like Brett the shit, man, heart. Everybody used to all say that, you know, and something. I was still defending that, but then I'm like, ah, dude, but Austin really is kind of taking off. (laughs) All this is going to be a lot of fun. Let's break it down. Let's break down the Royal Rumble first, because obviously that happened first the night before. Um, I actually remember seeing this. They had the free-for-all that you would get 100% for free, and they gave you, like, the first five minutes of the actual pay-per-view. Nice. Um, Because it made you go, ooh, ooh, I got it. I think I accidentally got it. Oh, shit, it turned (laughs) off. I actually remember that, especially when the opening match was... Uh, Gold Dust and Triple H. I remember seeing it, and then it turned off, and it—that's where they go. It—it it, it makes you go, shit. Do I buy it? 
do I buy, uh, should I buy it? Nah, I've already missed a couple minutes. Do I get it? Nah, should I? I'm going to get it. And then you call and you're on hold with Time Warner or whoever it was. Yeah, who the fuck the was company before back that? Then. I forgot yeah. the name. Um, can I just quickly do my impersonation of the uh, video package opener to the Royal Rumble? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I guess. In the words of, it, it, it's in the voice of Vince McMahon. And it's about Shawn Michaels. At WrestleMania 12, it was the consummation of a boyhood dream. Tonight, he returns home to San Antonio. Innocence lost, but he returns home a man. What the fuck? What did you... Huh? We make movies, Did you spit in your palm before you wrote that thing, dude? Wow. Is that on the Peacock version that you have? Yeah. Yeah, totally was. So you mean to tell me you took out rock and stone cold singing music, but you kept the consummation of a boyhood dream in there? Just saying. All right, let's move on to this Royal Rumble uh, pay-per-view before I get too hung up on that opener. (laughs) January 19th, 1997, Alamo Dome, San Antonio, Texas. Vince, in the opening, the one thing that I thought you were going to say was he says it's the 96 Rumble. Oh, he does. He does. Hilarious. Yeah, but I was more worried about the consummation of a boyhood dream. (laughs) Fair enough. That is something to be concerned about. Uh, I'm like, oh, this is where WWF is like, we're going to be Catholic priests. All right, let's move on. Wow, topic. You know, you're getting edgy again, you know? That was too... Oh, that wasn't... Oh, I'm sorry. That was the first time someone ever heard that fucking line. Oh, no, I'm not saying because it's offensive. You know, it's just, you know, it's, you know. But I can say it, I'm Catholic. You're better than that. (laughs) You can do better. That's what I'm getting at. We got McMahon, JR. Wow. So it's Boomy. Yeah. Yeah, Boo this man. Yeah, yeah. Boo this man. (laughs) It's too easy. (laughs) We got McMahon, JR, and and Lawler on commentary. They, 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 uh, They show the Spanish announce table. And now tonight we have the French announce table with Ray Rougeau and Jacques Rougeau Sr., that's going to come into play later. Um, yeah, like you said, Goldust, Triple H, IC title. Parlez-vous uh, wrestling? No. Uh, Triple H is with his butler. Apparently he has a butler now. It's Curtis Hughes. Um, there was a BWO shirt in the crowd. I didn't realize they did it that fast. I didn't know that After, they got that started in ECW at that time, but yeah, yeah. it makes sense. I mean. That's pretty fast. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny about that. Uh, Curtis Hughes, I was like, man, I remember him when he showed up in like 91, 92-ish in WWF, Mr. Hughes, and here he is as a bodyguard years later. I forgot all about that he was the bodyguard to Triple H. Yeah, so did I. Um, Lawler, line of the night. I love when Marlena wears that dress that brings out the bust in her. Vince, the best in her. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Speaking of things that should have been edited out. I know, right? It's amazing. Uh, We get a Vlad Please tell me you have notes about the mid-match. Please tell me you have a note about the mid-match. The mid-match? Not really, no. Pretty much just the finish. Well, uh, during the middle of the match, Todd Pettengill is talking (laughs) with country singer Colin Ray. I did. I left it out because I did. Todd Pettengill doing either his best Michael Cole goatee impersonation or maybe even better Michael Scott's goatee 
uh, from The Office. I thought we were doing the goatee. Yeah, goatee. Yeah, that's exactly what he looked like. I was like, what the fuck? When did he grow that goatee? I do not remember that. I'm like, he shaved his head. Yeah, I'm like, I remember the mullet, but dude, you shaved your head and kept that? Yep. Uh, That's not the first we're going to hear from Todd, and I did take notes on the other one. Um, All right, that one just got me, just (laughs) mid-match. Hey, you know what? In case you're really interested in Gold Dust and Triple H, the opener match of the night, here's Country Singer that you've never fucking heard of and still don't even know today. Well, he kept saying famous Country Singer. I'm like, who? Yeah. (laughs) How famous are you if I still don't even know your name now? Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. Not that I even know Country that much, but you know. You know. You know some. Uh, yeah, basically, there was lots of distractions at the end of the match. Uh, Marlena is up on the apron, Triple H approaches her, and one of them kisses the other. They're not clear on who. To me, it looked like Marlena, yeah, but that's the whole idea, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but yeah, uh, eventually, Hughes distracts the ref, and uh, Triple H is able to hit a pedigree and get the win. So, he retains. Get a couple quick promos from uh, Mankind and Bret Hart about the Royal Rumble. Uh, next we get Farouk uh, against... <laughs> the Brett one was a little confusing because at first they show him and then they back up and it was a mirror and then they pan over and show him talking. I go, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I know you're trying to be kind of edgy and cool with your videography or whatever it was, mm-hmm. but that wasn't it. <laughs> it was just really weird. I'm like, so he's talking to the mirror, but when we panned over to him, then he talked to the camera, not the mirror. Who's So he, so he wasn't doing his best Michael Jackson impersonation of being the man in the mirror. We make movies, pal. <laughs> uh, Farouk versus Ahmed Johnson. Uh, Farouk's working the kidneys. Nation interferes, obviously. It's a DQ. Uh, Ahmed clears house, tosses one of the stooges to the floor, chases Farouk, gets attacked by another stooge, drags him all the way back to the ring, and puts him through the French announce table. Apparently, the Spaniards wanted to be, actually be able to announce uninterrupted during this event. Um, and they were saying, no, no, no. Do you know how they were saying it in French? No, no, no. I, I don't know. Anyway, but I... <laughs> Boo this man. Fuck off, man. I'm giving you some of my best work today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but did you know who was in the group? D'Lo Brown is officially in the Nation oh, of Domination. If he, he's in there. He's in it. Yep. He just started, I think, at the Rumble, and then it was official. I saw him on... Uh, some Raws to follow, which is great. Wow. Yeah, D'Lo Brown is officially in the nation. Sweet. I must have spaced on that. Uh, this time we get a, another promo from a Rumble entrant, and it's fucking Terry Funk. Pretty cool. Uh, okay. Well, uh, you know, it really made me think. I'm like, why in the hell is Terry Funk cutting a promo? Hasn't been WWF at all that I could even remember in the last several years of, you know, the 90s. Why is he here? Alamo Dome. There you go. Then I was like, he oh, didn't okay, have to travel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of live right out back there. Oh, you have a house there? No. <laughs> it was a car dealership. That's probably where he was living. Uh, yeah. Then we get uh, Pettengill backstage with the nation. Uh, Farouk calls Ahmed and Uncle Tom, which is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get Vader versus Undertaker. Cornette still not with Vader. Um, Taker apparently has control over the lighting rig as it's kind of just, like, suspended and floating above the ring. 
and he raises it back up. Um, this is a straight brawl. Uh, it's a shame we didn't get more quality matches between these two and like a more of a program. They really would have worked well together. Um, but this wasn't really a stellar match on its own. Um, here's my Pettengill moment of the night. <laughs> he, he's in the crowd with Summer Bishop from Minnesota. And how did you get here? Um, well, I got here because, you know, I follow, I'm a big Heartbreak Kid fo- fan, and um, I follow him everywhere that he goes. And uh, and how did you get the money to, to, to get here? Oh, uh, you know, I just saved my babysitting money to get here. Bet you fucking Todd Pettengill gave his hotel room key to this chick fucking after the interview <laughs> was over. Creepy. And, and this is Wait still on Peacock? I went, I went too far with my line about I didn't the, say you went too far. It just was a bunk line. It just it you, was, also, <laughs> you also did a technical anti-Semitic joke with your Goodfellas line earlier. So, you know, boo you. Wow. This whole show has turned into us booing each other, I realized, in the last couple of weeks. Here come the boo birds. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I do have something I'm going to add. to. The, oh, right. All right. Give me the outcome of the match, please. Okay. Well, I, I got a couple of notes. I mean, so I don't want to step on your toes here. You might be thinking the same thing. No, I, I just am. want the outcome. Oh, okay. Uh, so Bear came to the ring. Uh, and Taker did this bad. Not a bear. Bearer. To Paul Bearer. <laughs> you said it kind you. of fast, and yeah. I don't know if. <laughs> I didn't Paul enunciate. Bearer. I didn't enunciate. Thank you. Yes. Paul Bearer. Came to the ring. Fucking grizzly bear came running down the ramp. <laughs> yeah. it, was the, it was the heart bear. Big bear chased me. Taker Big bear chased me. Taker did this really badass thing where bearer, Paul Bearer was behind him, and he walks back to the ropes, and he just, like, backflips over. Like, not backflips, but he rolls over. No look. Just super badass. Uh, basically, uh, fucking Paul Bearer jumps off the apron to hit Taker with the urn and falls ass over tea kettle backwards into the rail and clocks his head on it. And you could tell yeah. he was not happy. That was a hell of a, a bump he took there. <laughs> but it allows And later. it's like, why didn't they edit that out? Not even just Peacock. <laughs> Switch I mean, like, the camera. Everything, and I'm like, you can't, dude. It was way too much that was into it, and it's like you couldn't repaste that shit back together in any way to make it look natural. <laughs> No, it was a flat finish because after that, uh, Vader hits a Vader bomb and wins. Um, but this is what was really cool was Taker's attitude afterwards. Like he was legitimately pissed off. Like we're just mm-hmm. starting to see like real human emotion, not just the dead man. So it's that good evolution. So and he runs down Vince. It begins. And yeah, yeah. So pretty cool. Finish and, was flat. And, but... Hey man, he made poor Leon happy because look at man, he he ends up winning the match. <laughs> and I just recently, and I'll give this to, uh, I think it was Simon who did the, the countdown on what culture about matches that are classics. You didn't know were, were pretty good classics um, because they're kind of just overshadowed by other things that were on the pay-per-view or whatever. And Taker and Vader, he said, you know, in how he said it is, you know, Sean was like, fuck this guy. I don't want to work with him. Taker said, I'll make great matches out of him. And I'm like, and he did. That was a really good match, man. And, you know, for what it was, yeah, there was, it's not like the greatest goddamn match in the world, but I was actually more invested watching Taker and Vader than I was for any of the Vader and Shawn Michaels matches. Oh, hell yeah. Like at SummerSlam and all that stuff. So I was like, you know, and that's exactly what happened. You know, after he made poor Leon cry, you know, at least he didn't go away. Taker was like, I could work something with him. Give me him. You know, that's, I, I think that's cool. Yeah. Good Haas fight. 
Absolutely. But we get a, uh, a couple more promos from Rumble participants. We get one from Austin, who's, you know, cut a great promo as the cameraman's following him backstage. Uh, then British Bulldog doing his best denim Dan impression uh, walking into the stadium. <laughs> It's like um, not the first time that he does that. He actually comes back yeah. in 99 mm-hmm. as Denim Dan. Like, wearing fucking denim jeans the whole time while wrestling, while too. While wrestling. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, uh, um, Are you going to get changed? No, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, this is good enough. Uh, next, <laughs> we, we got, apparently, uh, they got loaned some AAA stars or some Mexican Federation. Uh, Fuerza Guerra, Heavy Metal, and Jerry Estrada versus Pero Aguayo, Kanek and Hector Garza in a six-man tag. Even the ref was from Mexico. Um, somebody got the win with a shitty-looking coup de gras. <laughs> somebody got the win. Bro, I literally wrote six-man tag, don't know a goddamn person. <laughs> I know Pero Aguero or whatever his name is. I think he comes into play a little bit later when they bring in the lightweight division, I think. Him and uh, uh-huh. Takamichinoku, I think, have a match and stuff, but... I didn't know anybody. And I go, did they really just put this on a pay-per-view? And mind you, you are rivaling WCW as of recent. You know, like they had been kind of bitch-slapping your ass in the ratings. So you were like, how about at this pay-per-view once everybody buys it? (laughs) We'll put people on there they don't know. (laughs) In the middle of it. Jesus. Well, You know what that did? It did not get me pumped up for the next match. And you know what it didn't do? It didn't get the crowd pumped up for the next match. Did you hear how goddamn dead they were pretty much all the way until Austin came out? The Royal Rumble match should be as bell rings. Everybody's like, yeah, it's fucking here. Crowd was quieter than this right here. Yeah, you could look at it as a bathroom break match, but at the same time, you know. You should at least know one person in the bathroom break. Yeah, You don't want everybody going to the bathroom. Well, well, they kind of... That's when people get up, uh, upset, overcrowded. They think you're going to miss something. They start shitting in the, the sink. It, 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 I've it seen ha- it a hundred times. Yeah, it, I've seen it a hundred <laughs> times. I uh, it, Well, it continues on into the Rumble match because we get four more entrants that nobody's ever heard of, at least four. Uh, Pieroth, Milmascaris, Cybernetico, and Latin Lover. Okay, I have some funny things about that one. Um, Mill Moscow is the only one I knew. Yeah, yeah. Because he's in our he's in the Hall of our Hall of Fame, <laughs> the WWE hey Hall of now. Fame. Uh, um, what were the last two? So oh, Pierre Cyber off? something Cybernetico. Wait, no, Cyber something. I go. Wow, back in '97, we already had the name Cyber being pushed <laughs> like that. I was like, what is it, Cyberbully? <laughs> and then Latin Lover. I literally wrote Latin Lover. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And he comes out and they go, Latin lover. I go, who? Huh? You couldn't fill out in 97 any other wrestlers at all? Ha! Huh? But yeah, um, the whole crowd was not into this. And I even wrote a bunch of nobodies except for a couple of these people. But until Austin comes out, one of the best parts, Owen eliminates British Bulldog. Oh, God, I forgot about that part. And they're tag team champions with each other right now. Yep. 
Um, yeah, what else do you have written down? I got a couple of good notes here. Yeah, not a whole lot. Just basically the finish, which plays into the next uh, next night's Raw. So I'm going to let you run with this here. Because uh, the one cool so, thing, I think, is that Terry Funk did get eliminated by Mankind. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Well, and another the other note I do have is, you know, Funk is there pleasing the hometown crowd. But you got, the like, one of the first times you ever really get it lined up with each other. Rock in mankind in the ring fighting each other i'm like and this is going to be a feud for several years to come and i'm like and they're fighting in the rumble just thought it was a cool moment dude when brett hart's music hits because uh austin is in the ring the look he sells with austin comes out the crowd pops he comes out it looks like a real feel fight it was awesome uh and then taker of course is number 30 and this is what you have, obviously, for the, the finish here. But Bret Hart eliminates Stone Cold Steve Austin. But in the midst of that, Terry Funk is now feuding on the floor with, I think, Mankind. Yep. And the refs are too busy to pay attention to the match because who gives a fuck about the match and said, let's worry about the two guys who were already eliminated. And Austin slips back in under the rope, eliminating not only... Vader with no no he didn't get Vader he Vader did. was thrown out by uh, Taker he eliminates Taker and then eliminates Bret Hart one of the other guys who was in there too as well was uh, fake daddy cool Diesel um, it's funny because for what is to come on Raw I was like ah, fake daddy was a part of that kind of as well but we'll let it slide um, Bret obviously screwed clearly screwed in this match and he lets everybody know that, and he was right. Dude, he was right all along. Even in 90, at the end of Montreal Screwjob, the Brett school screwed Brett. Dude, you were literally screwing him all the way from fucking January on. Just saying. Yep. Writing's on the wall. You it know is. why? Because the golden boy got his title back at the end <laughs> of the night. Sid loses the title to Shawn Michaels. Um, uh, Apparently, you know, he... You know, was very sick. I guess he had the flu, and he had to battle that. He had a tummy ache, and, and fought on against Psycho Sid. Um, the thing I really did like, my favorite part, is when he grapples Sid to the ground and gets up to his head and just starts banging it against the mat. Yeah, and that was an that's and an overplayed moment from it, yeah. yeah, spinning while doing it. Not overplayed, but it was a well played moment and. Uh, montages of Shawn Michaels for years and I, I just always loved that and when it came to that part I go oh that's where it was from okay cool I, <laughs> I remembered seeing it and I was like that's yeah it was a good moment but yeah he wins his title back in his own crowd or in his own hometown um, but it looks like he's starting to come down with a pre-case of smile loss I don't know about you it, it, it looks like it could be coming soon but I do have one question and I'm not sure if you have the same question as I who the fuck was whistling so much? Oh, Did I you? Don't know. It, 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 oh, I figured it out. It's right behind Vince in commentary. Oh, some lady with her fingers in her mouth, phrasing, just nonstop throughout the match every time for Sean, and I mean like nonstop. And I was doing this with headphones on, and I was like. I may have to mute this fucking match at some point. <laughs> I fast forward and I go, oh my God, she's still doing it. Oh my God, she, fuck me. 
I ended up muting the, the the track to the video while watching the rest of it. I was that upset with that whistle. It was a long time, man. She should be punched in the face for doing that right next to the commentary. Yeah. Go get her. I mean, like, no, someone should have literally turned and punched her right there. All right, man, let's talk about Raw and Nitro. All right, so obviously uh, Raw starts off with a quick recap of the Rumble, uh, and we get Brett coming to the ring in plain clothes, takes the mic from Finkel, basically just cuts a promo on everybody. Um, Vince is wearing his dashing WWF blazer. Not going to lie, kind of want one. Kind of want one. The nice navy blue blazer Mm. with the old school WWF patch on the yeah, no, yeah, no yeah that makes one of us really nice um <laughs> <laughs> um look at man he's running down that all of his past few months of being screwed yeah i'm not gonna lie in this exact moment again when i was a kid i i think i've told you this but my age aligns with wrestlemania mm-hmm. so i was 13 at this time huh. and I was genuinely pissed. I'm like, he was screwed. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, he has, like, like this is, whether storyline or not, I was like, why are they doing this to him? They just brought him back. Like, why? So, well played, but it also is, like, how much realness was it from Brett when he's cutting these promos? You know, like, in later months to find out when he's going to be leaving and stuff, but, like, when he's like, this is bullshit. Like, you hear the anger in his voice. I'm like, I don't think this is acting. No, I'm sure there's a bit of reality to it, certainly. But it's so good. Yeah. Tell me this works. opening did not have you into Raw and you're like, fuck Nitro this week. <laughs> yeah, he's, you know, and he says, I've been screwed by Shawn Michaels, I've been screwed by Austin, I've been screwed by WWF, and I've been screwed by Vince. So, yeah, they're really pushing that term, too. Uh, says he doesn't, yep. se- doesn't see himself getting the opportunity that he deserves, so he just quits and leaves through the crowd. Um, Austin comes in the ring right after... First two mics don't work. So he goes, you're going to give me a piece of equipment that works? I might have to whip your ass. And that's where he ain't nothing but a crybaby. I love that. Uh, As a Brett fan, I loved when Austin did that all the time. (laughs) And then Austin goes, as far as Gorilla Monsoon goes, I got a bunch of bananas and I can show you where to shove them. Yo, he was on fire, dude. (laughs) And then awesome. And then Vince just randomly gets up and walks to the back, and we got Austin versus Taker in the main event tonight. We get another Royal Rumble recap. Uh, we get Bulldog and Owen versus Furnace and Lafon non-title. Uh, there's <laughs> there's an ad for La Femme Nikita. Remember that show? Oh, I do. I'm sure you do. Ross says, we ought to... <laughs> I didn't mean that in any weird way. <laughs> I, maybe I did. I don't know. Go ahead. Ross says, we should put her... We should put her... <laughs> Ross says, we should put her in the ring with that wimpy Robin Hood. Sick burn. Because if you're not aware, at the same time after Nitro is the new adventures of Robin Hood. <laughs> and we know that for sure because you had to watch Robin Hood last week just to watch a fucking match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Owen hits LaFon with the Slammy Award, and they get the win. Uh, we get a recap of HBK versus Sid. Uh, we get Farouk uh, versus Bart Gunn. Lots of interference. What do you think happens? Farouk wins easily. But right after, uh, Vincent Monsoon come out after the match for a major announcement. After, we get our third Royal Rumble recap. Uh, come back from commercial. We got Vincent Monsoon in the ring. Monsoon upset about Brett quitting. Uh Brings up Austin should not have won, but in WWF, 
the ref's decision is final, and the record record books will reflect that Austin won. Kind of like that. Uh, you know, keeps a keeps a standard in place. I, I kind of like it. Um, he said he's not going to entitle Austin to that shot at the title because he didn't deserve it, so he's going to put together a four-man elimination, no DQ match, and the winner gets the title shot at WrestleMania. And I'm going to take a really quick break here because... You had talked about for AEW the possibility of a four-way match. I hate four-way matches, especially in that particular scenario because it doesn't really, there's really no precedent for it. Here, mm-hmm. if I'm going to watch a four-man match, this is how I want to watch it because okay, it makes it a lot it, at it stake makes and it makes sense. Sense, yep. Uh, so Except basically, fake it's, Daddy it, Cool didn't get his chance. It, well, he was a part for, of that Rumble. Well, for good reason. Uh, so basically, now I, can I can I add? <laughs> can, oh, can, I do want to say. Can I finish? Can I finish? Okay, I'm finished. Can I finish? Anyway, when you are you going to talk about who follows up right here? Uh, say that again. Okay. I so mean, I, after he announces the match and he announces who is doing that, you know who, who's going to be a part of the match, and uh, he goes and should he accept Bret Hart? Yeah. You know, with, with saying that. Oh man, Austin. Then does the uh, he calls comes out and says, "Call yourself a gorilla, you hee haw. You look like a jackass." God damn, he was on fire for Monday Night Raw. It was just it was awesome. And then all of a sudden, Brett just makes his way back. Like what, what was he hanging in the shitter the whole time? I quit. Uh, my my ride's not coming till later, so I got to hang in near concessions all night. It was weird. I all of a sudden he just comes back and he accepts. Uh, it was just really ridiculous. I didn't like how all of a sudden he just happened to come back like five minutes after Gorilla threw that. You know, whatever. Okay, whatever. Yeah, maybe he wasn't that far from the stadium. Maybe he stopped at a bar. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what happens then? All right. So uh, after he accepts, uh, he chases uh, Austin out on the ramp. They start brawling. Uh, we get a quick break to witness the creepy Freddie Blassie ad again. Uh, and we have Brett being dragged off. Uh, so we come back from commercial. Brett's being dragged away. Austin's in the ring taunting him. Taker comes out and just goes after Brett. <laughs> so, so they. It was just awesome. Start... He just out of nowhere levels <laughs> Brett. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even expect it. I was like, okay, they're going to cross paths. They are uh, foes in the upcoming match. But that's like weeks away. There's no reason to even touch each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. especially Taker's on the way to the match. Just sees him, it just punches him right in the mouth. Yep, it was good. Uh, Brett ends up going to the back, and Austin Taker jump start on the ramp. King actually leaves commentary at some point to coach Austin, telling him to go for Taker's ribs, uh, which he apparently broke uh, on a spot during uh, the match with Vader at the Rumble. Uh, <clears throat> so Austin actually hits a stunner after getting low blowed from the Taker, and uh, they both go down. And then we go to the back so we can watch Vader and Brett fighting. <laughs> So it's just, we're just, we're just, everybody's going to go after Brett. Um, we get our... Four- That's what I have. I go, yo, Brett just picked a fight with three different people for no reason, or people are picking fights with him. Yeah. I'm like, literally, everybody is wanting to punch Brett in the face, but it's Austin is the one that fucking cheated to win this Rumble, and everybody's like, you know what? Fuck Brett. God damn, he's really getting screwed. Yes. <laughs> it's happening a lot more than we thought. Um we get our we get our fourth rumble recap. 
Uh, and another Lafemme Nikita ad. No wimpy Robin Hood. Uh, and then Vader comes to the ring. Hart comes to the ring. It's a schmoz, and the four of them brawl to end the show. Uh, it, it was good because I like the fact that they're setting up this match, and they're, it's the four participants you care about. Um, it's just it's another schmoz ending to a Raw. That's, that's you know. But, again, that's not uncommon. Okay. That all being said, oh, you know what? Actually, going back to uh, AEW, every goddamn interview segment was interrupted. Oh, always. Every. Always. Yep. Yeah, they got to yeah. stop that. It's mm-hmm. too much. Agreed. It's almost like as soon as I see someone there, I'm like, who's coming in? It's not open it, like it, No one just cuts a promo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, um, but if you look at Raw, it's Brett, Austin, you have, okay, Farouk Barkon, me, but then- all the Austin Taker, Brett Vader stuff again. The whole show was just them, and it made you stay into the show the whole time. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, I was okay with what Nitro brought, but this was a way better show already. And I'm not going to give spoilers to anything, but I will say I'm a couple of weeks ahead just watching stuff. I had some time and taking notes. Uh <laughs> This is not the first time the WWE is going to start playing the Eric Bischoff WCW game. Uh, you know, they gave spoilers, shit like that, and, and, you know, say crude shit. Well, Robin Hood is just the beginning, man. I don't think I remember how often they took shots. Maybe it's because I wasn't really fully watching mm. WCW back in the day and understanding their product and what they were delivering, but not the first, man. It gets it gets going, and it's awesome. So, speaking of Nitro. Nice. What happened there? Well, I loved the intro to Nitro. I thought it was oh, yeah. amazing. Uh, I knew something was up because they didn't do the typical uh, video segment where they still had Hulk in the yellow and red. Uh, yep. But they just went right to the crowd, right to Shivani. They're in Chicago, so you know you got a hot crowd. Uh, Macho Man just comes to the ring through the crowd. Uh, he's all dressed in all black, throws a chair into the middle of the ring, opens it up. Says, I've been blackballed and I'm not leaving until I talk to somebody with major stroke. And Bischoff, you can kiss my ass. So he just sits in the chair. Crowd's fucking cheering him on. So Chavo comes to the ring because he's supposed to be in the opening match. Chavo's just pleading with him for like three minutes. Like, bro, come on, man. I got to wrestle. Come on, man. I got to earn my paycheck. Let me wrestle. Bro, (laughs) come on. And eventually Macho just gets up and clocks him and throws him out of the ring. All right. <clears throat> Chavo's opponent, Max, from the Dungeon of Doom, comes out. Eh, a little more assertive, a little more aggressive. Fucking Macho just beats the shit out of him, gets him out of the ring. And Macho goes after the fucking ref. Doug Dillinger. It's at this exact moment I want you to know. No bullshit. This exact moment after he just beat the second guy up, I wrote, holy shit, I missed Macho Man. <laughs> yeah, right? I really uh, wrote it down. I was like, I really uh, missed him. Even over the last couple of weeks, he the last time was what mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc Halloween was the last Havoc. time we saw him, right? Yep, yep. Lost the match, and that's when Piper came in. That was two and a half we, ne- we never saw Macho Man again. Yep, yeah, he had a nice long vacation. Apparently, not with Liz though. Um, after that, Doug Dillinger comes into the ring. Ooh, yeah, too <laughs> soon, brother. <laughs> Doug Dillinger, who is the uh, Pat Patterson and Jerry Briscoe of WCW or Gorilla Monsoon, whatever you want to call it. He comes into the ring. Macho goes after him. Alex Wright, for some reason, comes to the ring. Guess what happens to him? And the Steiners and the French Canadians are on the ramp, and they're being held back by the officials. Uh, And then, still, I don't give a shit what you say, still one of the coolest visuals ever. Sting just fucking repels from the fucking top of the stadium. Awesome. 
points the bat at Macho. Fucking everybody in the aisle just clears the way. Sting goes up. He's pointing the bat, the bat at Macho, tapping the chair with the bat. Macho's just looking at him like, what? Shoves him away a couple times with the bat and then leaves. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Left out a part. He tosses the bat to Macho, turns his back. And mm-hmm. as he looks over his shoulder, Macho tosses the bat back to him. Sting leaves, and Macho just follows him through the crowd. No explanation, no nothing. The announcer's like, wait a minute, I thought he was with NWO. What the fuck's going on here? They could have carried that out way more, man. They could have had a lot more people follow Sting. I think it could have been a way better angle than just you're either WCW or NWO. That could have been just one extra little piece to it, and, man, that would have been a better way to go. Right. And Macho, of all people, not talking. I mean, Sting is one thing, but not saying a word. Macho not saying a word and being with him all in black. thought it would it would have been a really cool angle. doesn't go that road, but, dude, that would have been really fucking cool. Yep, absolutely. Um, it, it, now, let me ask you something. You said, and I kind of, it's not really going off topic, but I'm kind of wanting to pick your brain on something. You said, I don't care what you say, him propelling from the, the Raptors. Is that obviously in reference to Owen's thing? Oh, or no, just, just because general? it's like, just because it's a Mark reaction. Okay, all right. Because yeah. I was just going to say, my only personal thing sure. to that is WCW had it under control. WCW had the right people. Yeah. They tested it. They did it. They knew what they were doing. Right. WWE's like, ooh, they're doing that? I want to try it. Pretty you know much. what I mean? So it's, yeah, that, that's why I just want to bring that up. But, yeah. Uh, we get a flashback to December 16th of 96 uh, when we were on our break. Uh, Masahiro Chono from New Japan. Uh, joins the NWO. Uh, Sonny Ono was his manager at the time who had on a New Japan shirt, and uh, Chono tries to rip it off of him, but it doesn't work, so he just shoves him off the ramp. Uh, he's going to face Jericho at sold out. Uh, next, we get Alex Wright versus Chris Jericho again. It was a roll-up reversal spot, uh, but Wright's shoulder was up, but he still got counted for three. <clears throat> next, we get Stang versus Scotty Riggs. Uh, Stang gets the... Uh, the generic NWO music, not the fucking Hogan NWO music, uh, which is hilarious because whoever did the NWO music was obviously a huge fucking Hendrix mark because obviously the guitar from NWO is meant to sound like Hendrix. Let's not kid ourselves. And it's the, voodoo child. The Yeah, it's voodoo child. <clears throat> but the bass. No, wait. No, it, it has no, a little bit damn, of that guitar damn, in it. Damn. I know what you're talking about. Cause, uh, no, I'm sorry. Wait, Hogan Hogan, has, you, Hogan uses, uh, uses, uses Voodoo Child down the line. That's what it is. Wait, yeah. yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but this one has the bass line from Hey Joe. That's all it is. It's literally the same exact bass line. I could play it now for you if you want, but I'm not going to. No, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I, I got it. I could look at you. Um, all I wrote here was, we have Sting at home. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, is uh it's it's funny because i was like i can't believe we're actually wasting time watching him told you i went a little ahead sold out is the next pay-per-view right mm. it's coming up this sunday we have to get all of our nwo players out there if we want to start selling this uh, pay-per-view and these yeah. are the people you're probably going to be seeing on the show right, right and uh spoiler alert stang he's on the show <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Uh, Bagwell comes out for the distraction, uh, and this is where he debuts the buff name because he's got it on the back of his cute little vest. 
Uh, Riggs wins by DQ. I don't know. Who cares? <clears throat> we get we get a spot. Uh, it's, it's Ric Flair with Bob Probert, who's with the Chicago Blackhawks. He's a legendary enforcer. Uh, can't make a Nitro because he's in Buffalo. Going to play the Sabres. Uh, I know you don't care. You don't watch hockey. Uh, so <laughs> next we get... Uh, That's where you guys have the the puck. You put it back and forth on the court and you get into the, I'm, the square hoop. I, I'm done with you. Um, we got Arn Anderson and Mongo versus Eddie Guerrero and Double J. Uh, Mongo actually gets some decent fucking pops for once in his life. I mean, he's in Chicago, so it would make sense. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, Guerrero at some point abandons the match to chase off six, even though like commentary and the cameraman didn't catch it. You just see Guerrero run to the back. Um, this, <clears throat> I'm going to just kind of go on a, on a rant here. I'm just going to run through this real quick. Please do. All right, ready? <clears throat> so, Double A and Mongo are beating the shit out of Jarrett. Deborah throws in the sash. She throws in the sash. Arn picks it up like, what the fuck is this? Mongo rips it away from him like, that's my wife's sash, bro. So they go up to meet uh, Mean Gene on the ramp. Flair comes out. Flair almost busts his ass on the carpet. It was he, he played it off pretty good though. And then Benoit and woman join. Uh, Flair says, you know, talks about you know the, the horseman being elite, but it's not the unit it was in the past. And uh, says Benoit, Mongo, let's be horse men first. Arn follows up. Yep, this is a man's game. Mongo tries ripping the mic out of Gene's hand. Gene won't let that motherfucker go. It's great. Deborah starts to talk. The entire crowd boos the shit out of her. And ultimately... They agree that this is a man's world. (laughs) Get the fuck out of the horseman. (laughs) (laughs) And then they all just leave. And Deborah's got to get the fucking last word in. As the music's playing, that woman is a big-hearted woman with hips to match. She ain't lying. Y'all, <laughs> it's so terrible, so, so terrible. And I, I honestly don't know where it goes from here. I hope it goes somewhere good, cause goddamn, you know, the one thing that they talk about is, you know, the one thing is Flair and Arn are always leading the charge. So, oh god, Deborah. Um, again, no spoiler. This is more of a. Uh, I can't wait for you or anybody else, if you're watching along or at least listening, I can't wait for you to recite the exact wording and line from woman in like a week or two. It's just, you ever ever see someone just say something out of character and you're like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. And this, this horseman, Deborah, woman, uh, Jeff Jarrett, all this bullshit surprisingly continues. I really must have completely blacked out on paying attention to anything <laughs> Nitro because WWF was that good. I don't remember any of this, but I think if I was watching, I'd have been like, yeah, I'm changing the channel. I'm okay with this. <laughs> oh, wait, 47 guys in black are coming out to the ring. NWO's there. It's probably Hogan just talking shit. I'm going to go back to WWF. <laughs> Tell you, man, it was, it was kind of a rinse and repeat show with, uh, Nitro is of recent, I think. Yeah, they start to get a little complacent. Uh, Bischoff does an NWO promo. He's on the motorcycle. Liz is filming it. Hooray. 
next we get Ultimate Dragon versus Dean Malenko. Dragon retains. Uh, we had an hour two. Uh, again, you don't care about hockey, but I do. Uh, Shivani's wearing a Blackhawks jersey. Uh, it's a Chris Chelios jersey, if you're interested. Uh, I'm not. First, <laughs> first match, hour two. Jacques Rougeau versus Steven Regal for the TV title. Um, it's just basically like a schmaz DQ because Parker tries to get involved uh, and takes a couple bumps. Uh, Regal's babyface, playing it off well. It's it's weird, but it, it's different. So, you know. Hey, uh, speaking of, I did read that uh, Tony Khan had a conversation with Regal recently. No and shit. He's, he's interested in bringing him in for a big role. And it could be maybe helping talent, scouting talent, or maybe like you predicted, which, God damn, if you would be – you'd have another one on the – the doc this year, it would be him coming and being a GM kind of role. So if that happens, kudos to you on guessing that. Well, weekly coordinate Net reference, man, they talked about it. Uh, he talked about it. He said he can do all of those things. Like exactly. he could be a talent scout. He could be a trainer. I mean, just, just think about him as a talent scout alone. Just yeah. that alone. It's How do you insane. think half those guys got into NXT? Exactly. Exactly. And I'll take – your Ring of Honor guys out of there. I'm talking your Alistair Blacks, your mm-hmm. Keith Lees, your Matt Riddles. You had to go to Evolve and all those indie kind of places or progress to see all those guys. Especially your UK division probably would never have happened without him getting people like your Pete Dunns and your uh, Tyler Bates. You know, it's just to me, it's he's, yeah, it, it, anybody who picks him up, you got to win. That's kind of like a uh, number one draft pick. For real. That's like the best thing you could probably want is a William Regal. You need your good behind-the-scenes guy. Oh, hell yeah. Can do it all. Uh, Next, we get Sullivan versus Benoit again. And this one turned into a shit show. I'm amazed nobody got hurt. Like, you know what I mean. Um, They fucking immediately go right through the crowd and right to the fucking men's room. Man, they just got something. What is the obsession with going to the bathroom? I have no idea. But, man, dude... You see the cameraman and woman being, like, squished by the crowds because security couldn't hold the crowd back. They did a piss-poor job. Both on the the way back into the arena, Deborah, or Deborah, a woman had her shoe off and was hitting somebody in front of her. Yeah, big red shoe, man. She was swatting (laughs) at people. Yeah. So Uh, my question is, is, like, were you guys not aware that they were going to do this angle? And why would you not have sectioned off like that area but shit man people could have came from the complete other side of the arena and just ran as fast as they could and got there i don't know man the fact that they they immediately just went right up the ramp people were probably like let's go to the bathroom (laughs) they've done it seven fucking times already let's go i mean it's got to be the one yeah i did i did write that dillinger tries to of a match yeah yeah yeah, I mean, it's what you expect. They they beat the, sh- the piss out of each other. When they were in the men's room, Dillinger tries to break it up for a second, and uh, Benoit just shoves him to the ground, ill, <laughs> sitting on the bathroom floor. Uh, they eventually make their way back to the arena. Uh, Sullivan throws a beer uh, in Benoit's face. Benoit returns the favor. Um, yeah, man, it, it just it wasn't... It, it, there's a lot of passion between these two, but I'm just tired of it going to the bathroom and then coming back to the ring. Um, the ending on this one was super cool. I did like it. Woman tries to help, but she ends up costing Benoit the match because Hart gives the ring bell to Sullivan while he's uh, down on the mat, and 
As soon as Benoit launches to hit that flying headbutt, Sullivan holds it up, clocks him, gets the win. I like that spot. I thought it was kind of inventive. It's not something you see a lot. And uh, yeah, right. I I agree with you on the going to the well too many times, the bathroom too many times. Um, I really feel like maybe it was like the Saturday or Sunday just prior to that. Something must have happened backstage, real argument, and they're like, you know what? Give us a match on Nitro. We need to hash some shit out with each other. Because they're really throwing real punches, man. You hear it hitting oh, yeah. flesh each time. And it's, you know, no, no pun intended. No, they were not pulling punches. They were doing it for real, and I really feel like that was their best way of getting through all of this shit. But, oh, my God, yeah. it's If the next one goes into the bathroom, I'm fast-forwarding just to the end. I don't even give a shit. <laughs> Uh, let's see. NW music hits. Uh, they take over commentary here. Everybody's powder and scatter. Uh, next we get Carl Ouellette versus uh, Jim Duggan. Uh, Steiner's come down for the assist and the tape is back. Duggan wins. Hooray. Um, we'll get a brief recap of DDP and the NWO. Uh, and then next we get Dave Taylor versus uh, Chono. Uh, Dave Taylor is done dressing like one of the blue bloods and now dressing like he's on safari. Not sure why. I thought he was going to be with uh, Mean Gene and Lord, Lord Alfred, Alfred Hayes. Hayes. That my my favorite thing. The you know Jim here in the desert. Uh, you know when you're on a safari. Yeah, that was um. That's exactly what he looked like. I go, what the fuck did he borrow that? He actually looked like you know another shout out to you know Bob Saget. R.I.P. Kind of looked like when Joey Gladstone was doing like Ranger Joe. I was like, "What are you wearing, dude?" Like it was just very odd, man. I was it looked like he bought it at like the children's section of like this local Kmart at the time. <laughs> it was rather odd to say the least. Uh, Nick Patrick runs down from commentary to be the ref. So who do you think won? Uh, next we get Booker T versus Scott Hall. Nick Patrick is ref again. Who do you think won that one? Uh, and then we get Stevie Ray. Versus Lex Luger, Nash says, didn't this guy just get beat up? Oh, it's the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Because you, know, you know all That's a touchy one. <laughs> wrestlers look alike. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. All right, man. Close out this one. <laughs> Hogan comes out and says, brah. <laughs> brah. I'm so popular, bro. <laughs> and, and he actually got the name of the airport right, so there was that. Uh, Giant comes to the ring and looks like he's crying as he's being held back by the officials. And then he does the fucking fake Super Saiyan where he just fucking raises his arms and they all go flying. And as he's going into the ring, the show ends. And he turns heel. <laughs> but he's faced by next Nitro. Yeah, no, it was all it was all through that week. You didn't see it unless you watched... Uh, WCW uh, Power Hour. Power Hour. Or Saturday Night. <laughs> it was always just someone versus a jobber pretty much on every one of those shows. Yeah. Well, I would say Raw beat him this week, man. A much better show. It was much uh, a little more inter- interesting. I mean, three matches end with Nick Patrick helping the NWO. Yeah. You had Stang. Sting didn't say anything. The only good shit was Macho in the beginning. Then everything else pretty much sucked in my eyes. Pretty much. Pretty much. 
The Horseman segment. But, 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 that, but that yeah, was, no, that, that was pretty that good. Was you weird. Know? Ex- except for Debra, y'all. Oh, God. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... order and final decisions are a completely bias-based order based off the professor and odm made it and as always they like to let you know they have not worked in the business but have been lifelong invested fans much like you our listeners with not only their opinions involved but with countless amount of hours of research done each week they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up however they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs if there is anything you want to chat about bring to their attention if there is something they missed or forgot or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds Feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter, or email them at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. As always, they do appreciate all feedback and continued support. At the end of the day, they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die. And now, this week's top topic. I'm glad that 2021 is behind us. I'm sure that many of us are, and I'm sure ODM is. And that's why this week we are doing the top 2021 matches of 2021. Just kidding. I know. Sometimes my lists get long, but I'm not really doing Yeesh. We're doing 30, and we're going to talk about each one to great length in full essay form. All right, here we go, man. <laughs> the top topic. Here's our list. And you know what? I even handed it over to you nice and early and said, hey, let me know if you have any adjustments. And I see there was no adjustments made, so I'm glad that we both agreed on how things went down with this week's top topic. Look almost. at 2021. Almost. Oh, great. Can't wait to hear some some arguing. <laughs> but look at the beginning of 2021 began still with people with, you know, very few fans and you're still doing the digital screens like WWE was doing. God, that was horrible. I do not miss the the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome, Jesus. But we did have some some gems a part of 2021. I am partial to our honorable mention. Um, I'm not going to lie. That's why it made it in there, but I was pretty happy with it. Uh, but here we go. We have our top 30. Here's your honorable mentions. Just two of them. Uh, you do have the Briscoes versus the OGK, the tag title match from Final Battle 2021. It was just four combatants who were a part of Ring of Honor for a real long time, and they put on a hell of a show. They put on a hell of a match, and... Probably just because I'm a Briscoe fan, I, th- I thought it was awesome. Plus, with the revival, I'm sorry, wow, Jesus, <laughs> FTR showing up at the end. Uh, but the one I'm very partial to was Sting, Darby Allen, and CM Punk all dressing up for Holiday Bash in their Sting face paint form, taking on MJ FTR. That's where MJF almost died, by the way, when he was thrown over the top rope, and that was, didn't look like it was a great landing. No. But. Overall, match-wise, I thought it was pretty good. But on to the real 
matches of 2021. If you thought in the ages of his 50s that Chris Jericho can't go, well, at number 30, he did a death match on Dynamite against Nick Gage. And that was against the five laborers of MJF and all that, you know, storyline that led into All Out. But they went through painted glass. They had the barbed wire. They, I mean, they had some, and even the pizza cutter. Fuck, Domino's even pulled out, or was it Pizza Hut? <laughs> who, 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 yeah. That's why this one makes that. Just because you had a sponsor go, you know what? That went too far for us. <laughs> it's just pretty awesome. Number 29, the reason this match is on here is you could feel the emotion in the crowd. It was the first match that AEW had in front of a full crowd at Daly's Place when the pandemic was, you know, just starting to dwindle down. And this is in uh, May at Double or Nothing in 2021. Uh, Adam Page versus Brian Cage. And we laughed at that. We were like, it's the cages and the ages and the page. But as soon as Adam Page came out, the place went nuts. Yeah, dude. it was insane. It was their first time they could really let out some emotion because they have, they've all been cooped up at home and no one's been able to watch live wrestling and that pay-per-view, I believe that one ended with another stadium stampede as well. I think that was the pinnacle in uh, Inner Circle where Inner Circle came down from the, the rafters. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to die before the match begins. I know. Jesus. <laughs> they were just dangling there. Oh, man. Uh, number 28. I knew this match was a favorite of Nightwing. It was actually a favorite of mine. And I think you were pretty fond of it as well. It was the coffin match. Ethan Page and Darby Allen from Fighter Fest. And this is where after Page is inside of the coffin, Allen still says, I'm going to go to the top and do the coffin drop on top of it anyway and smashes hey, right hey, through hey. it. That guy is psycho. I don't know how you do it, man. The, the velocity and speed of him when he just dives out of the ring to hit anybody he wants to. He just did it to the Acclaim this past week. Or this past week. He did it to one of the guns Remember when he came, one of them came running up the ramp and he just like football oh my tackled god him a couple yeah. weeks back. It was the out of it was nowhere. Like right after full gear. Yeah, oh my god, that was insane. That was a good one. Um, number twenty-seven. I liked this one a lot because it had uh, it was a anybody's win, anybody's game, and, and it was carrying cross walking in as your champion and walking out as your champion. It was your fatal five-way. At in your house, and it was carrying cross defending against Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunn, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole. Funny to see, you know, good chunk of those guys are already over in AEW. <laughs> maybe Gargano will be there soon, and maybe even carrying cross. Have you seen a picture of cross lately? It doesn't look like his hair out, man. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Yeah. Really weird. I was like, yeah, I'm like, I hope you shave your head before you go back. You seen a picture of Scarlet lately? Oh, I've seen pictures <laughs> of Scarlet lately. Speaking of OnlyFans, all right, on to number 26. You know, not everybody got the cinematic fights down when it came to, you know, making the best of it. WWE did some decent ones. I, I think they did all right. This one I loved. This is the one that was where they were in the abandoned warehouse. The bat came into play, throwing it up and down. Uh it was great. It was Team Taz, basically, versus Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, the main combatants were Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. You know, a lot of people are wondering, you know, where's 
Brian Cage, and he's even wondering it too online. I <laughs> bet you he he gets into the the ladder match. I bet you he's like a out of nowhere guy. I wouldn't be surprised, but also I hear there's a bubble of him maybe going over to WWE, and I'm like, if you do, okay. Yeah, fine. I'm not really high on Brian Cage. Yeah, I'm either. not really – I'm okay with it. The best thing he did was ripping that gimmick ladder apart on his entrance. That was awesome. Other than that? Yep. Eh. Well – And this match. Some of the cool stuff he did to Darby Allen. I mean, no one could have really thrown someone downstairs or some yeah. of the things that he did yeah, the way he did it. was kind of reckless, but okay. Yeah. Well, who was reckless? Him or Darby. Darby, yeah, true, fair enough. Yeah. Number 25. I, this You may even, I, you said you may get to argue with me a little bit throughout this thing, and I'm not sure if it's because of how some of these matches laid out or if some are in too many, but I actually tried to really give a plethora. Here's the thing. I could have done just only so many, you know, just top 10, but each promotion really did put their best efforts in in some ways possible so everybody really does make their way into this list some way one way or another not gcw but you know the main players yeah um and and making their way into this one from nxt um i know we already talked about nxt a couple minutes ago within your house but at number 25 it was at the great american bash where it was adam cole and kyle o'reilly two this was just a straight match and it was a good one, and Adam Cole takes the win on this one. I mean, it's nothing majorly to write home about. It was just two guys actually in a good wrestling match, which, mm-hmm. you know, was a set apart from their first match that they actually had. Their first match, I was like, that should be your go-to at, like, the end. You know, like, Hell in a Cell is a, a starter now for most people. It's yeah, I weird. know, right? Um, Number 24. <laughs> you and I watched this together as a watch-along because – I was like, what if? Just fucking what if they give him it? Uh, Cesaro was on a good hot streak post-WrestleMania, and they had him fighting Roman Reigns for the title at the WrestleMania Backlash, because we can't put that name in there enough anymore. Also, I'm sure you've seen that the Elimination Chamber name is possibly going away. They're going to call it the WrestleMania Chamber or some stupid shit like that. Oh, oh I, yeah. I heard it was gonna. they were going to do it in Saudi Arabia. Oh, they're doing that too, but they can't say Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia, so they're going to say the WrestleMania Chamber or some stupid shit like that. Oh, my God. Yep, can't say that name enough. Uh, But Roman and Cesaro, hey, I will give the Tribal Chief his dues when I can. He gave Cesaro a good match. They gave each other a good match and made Cesaro look like there was a good chance there. You know, it was better than the Owens match that we were talking about from that Royal Rumble. And now he's disappeared again. Uh, number 23 from SummerSlam, Edge versus Seth Rollins. This is where Edge brought back the brood for the first time, his uh, brood entrance, and it was just a really good throwback. And Seth gave him a really good match. Uh, number 22 is the match I alluded to a couple minutes ago, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, their first match, which was an unsanctioned match at Stand and Deliver, which was the WrestleMania weekend. There was like 55 matches in like a five to six night period that we had to try and cram in. It was way too much. Two nights of TakeOver, two nights of WrestleMania, and I think there was other things that were going on too. It was just way too much. I think even Dynamite had their shit in there. Um, But Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, really good match uh, being an unsanctioned one and went to the limits you thought they were going to uh, because 
that's just two pros going at it that have had many matches prior to WWE. Number 21. I think this is a forgotten one. Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne was trying to take the NXT title from Balor. And this is at NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. I think we all knew Balor was going to retain, but it was a great match. But this is where Dunne's alliance begins with One Larkin and Danny Burch, where they come out afterwards. And then even thereafter, where you think, oh... Undisputed Era is going to come to their aid, uh, to the aid of Finn Balor. That's when Adam Cole super kicks Balor at the end of the night. So, a lot of shit happened, and that had to make its way into this list. Number 20. Started with just Edge versus Roman Reigns, and then they said, you know what, we should put Daniel Bryan in there, because that's the thing we do. And that's what they did. It was a decent match. I think it was great, but a lot of people have it higher in their list. Maybe if you're just talking WWE, but I, yeah, it's place here number twenty. I'm okay with it out of thirty. Um, I think I'm even being generous with that. Yeah, uh, I think so. nineteen. Oh God, this was a fucking banger, and we didn't even know that. You know. I don't think we all even knew at the time, man. NXT TakeOver 36 was your last TakeOver. Didn't even know it at the time, but it was. Yep. And it was Walter finally being dethroned by Ilya Dragunov. And I wouldn't wish that beating upon anybody. No, he was pretty uh, pretty beat up. Yeah, I'd put this in my top ten easy. Yeah. It was, uh, well... It was, but there was just so many other things throughout the year. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get down there. We'll get there. Um, the next match, number 18, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Again, this one was at Hell in a Cell. They put on a great Hell in a Cell match. Um, actually kept it inside the cell. Thank God. Not too many happen like that anymore, where it's like, uh, let's just, the whole point is to be inside the cell, and everybody gets out every time now. I'm like, what's the point? They even put it in a video game. They're like, all you have to do is just hit the door once, and you'll get out. Tap triangle, and you can go through the cage. For real. Yep. Uh, Number 17. Brian Danielson and Adam Page go to a 60-minute time limit draw. Winter is coming 2021. No one saw it coming, man. I didn't see it coming, and I thought they put on a really good match. It was not the best Iron Man match or uh, 60-minute match I've ever seen of all time, but because I didn't see it coming, it was that that much better, I think. And Brian Danielson goes back-to-back because in number 16, in the words of Taz, if you're not watching this match right now for free on YouTube, you're a freaking idiot. Minoru Suzuki and Brian Danielson... Before Rampage, before Rampage, for free on YouTube, they have a match. They didn't have to do it, and they did. And that match was awesome. Wish I could have put it better, but I guess, you know, in the ranking, but I mean, it was on YouTube. I guess I kind of have to count that in there, you know, when it comes to where it was. and. Yeah, I mean, you can make your own criteria. Personally, I would have swapped it out with number 15 myself, but here we are. That's fair, but... Number 15 was great, except just the ending. It was Blood and Guts. First time we've gotten to see it, and it was the Pinnacle versus Inner Circle. I think the only minor problem was the MJF throwing Jericho off the top, and we saw that it was a full-blown king-size bed with a nice cardboard layout above it. But, hey, you know what? 
no one would have taken the jump in any other way in real life sure. as a fan. So I thought the match was pretty good. Started off with Guevara just as soon as the bell rang, he just dove right at Dax Harwood across know, from right? one ring to the other. Yeah, that was insane. It was awesome. Everybody bled. Everybody bled. It was like as soon as you get in there, it's like, hey, the blade's over here in the corner. Just go <laughs> go grab it real quick. Right. Moving along, number 14. It was not a wrestling match. It was a fight at full gear. Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. Punk gets busted open, getting booed by the crowd, and doing his best uh, John Cena impression to lay into that booing of the crowd. It was awesome. Just the whole, the whole match. Kingston, I think, gets the rub from this whole uh, program. You know, the whole thing from, I'm a bum. Would a, would a bum sell his house? Would a bum have main event in full gear last year? I loved it. it was, the whole program was awesome, and I think he was better of it for going against Punk. And, and they both went in their separate directions. And Kingston is, not that he wasn't over before, but he's, he's like, you know, one of the biggest names in AEW right now. As far yep. as crowd favorites. 100%. Yeah. I agree. Uh, number 13. It was night one of Wrestle Kingdom 15. Tatsuya, Tatsuya Naito. Uh, drops the titles to Kota Ibushi. So, officially, he is the holder of both the titles. They have not merged it to have that nice, beautiful butterfly yet. 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 Number 12. Steel Cage match that you and I watched together. All out. The Young Bucks finally dropping the titles to the Lucha Brothers. It was a bloody massacre. You had the cleats that were involved in the match. It was just... It was... It was awesome. Great match. Number 11, the match that I think stole WrestleMania weekend personally, but not to everybody's eyes, so I had to be a little lenient with this, uh, with the order on this. But Cesaro and Seth Rollins I thought was just an outstanding match. The helicopter spin was probably my favorite part, of course, as was everybody else's. Number 10, AEW kicked off the new year with New Year's Smash with Ray Phoenix trying to dethrone Kenny Omega for the title, but he just won it like a month ago. Duh. He wasn't going to lose that title. But it was a good match. And then we also had Kenny Omega against Brian Danielson coming in at number nine. That was Grand Slam where we went to a 30-minute draw. I think the writing was on the wall that probably no one was going to win that match, especially when the title wasn't on the line. I didn't think Danielson was going to win or make uh, Omega tap out, so I think it was the logical way to go. But I'm more surprised that the 60-minute draw didn't go to him and Omega, but I I think injuries are the main reason that it kind of switched over to Paige and Danielson. That's just a, a guess. Yep, makes sense. Um, night two of Wrestle Kingdom comes in at number eight with Kota Ibushi defending and retaining against Jay White. I actually thought Jay White was going to win in the finals there. I think that's kind of what I have it, had it with my predictions, but yeah. Kota Ibushi went on. But then he ends up having injuries, and title goes defunct into Hiroku Goto's hands with, well, it flew to his hands as a butterfly wings. <laughs> and anyway. Anyways. Number seven. <laughs> Number seven. First match back in seven years, man. CM Punk against Darby Allen. You knew he was going to win, but you knew it was the right guy to have the match against. 
I don't call something a five-star classic. This is not a five-star classic, but I think if I wanted to have a five-star comeback match, I think this is the way to do it. Had all you, key, you keyed on the right points, and you even paid homage with Bret Hart and One Two Three Kid along the way. Yep, great match. Perfect I comparison too. Yeah, it really was. Uh, this is the match that I think that a lot of people are thinking was better than Cesaro and Seth Rollins. And coming in at number five is Sasha Banks dropping the title to Bianca Belair. Look, at the only thing I really solidly loved and remembered was the hair whip across the belly. That was just the the part that I was like, ah, ah shit, yeah, in the match, in the match, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. But cool moment. Uh, number four, this was my favorite one. And again, from TakeOver 36, we did not know it was our last TakeOver. And it was a two out of three falls match, and it was the rubber match between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. And, I, and that was Adam Cole's last hurrah, and that's before he went over to All Out. So, you know, it, it's funny how looking at the the list, how you could be in so many places and so many times in this whole list. You know, what's funny is that Daniel Bryan and Brian Danielson are both in this list. Exactly. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? Yeah, 100%. Um, one of my favorite matches from – the the takeover weekend i actually put it up there as my favorite i think from takeover was or takeover weekend from stand deliver was tomaso champa and walter i wanted champa to dethrone walter i didn't think it was going to happen but i mean who, how can you ever forget the chop that broke the fucking announcer's table i just recently rewatched it yeah. it was such a good match and Champa, I remember prior to that, it was all about the necklace that was broken off, about the family, and he had his hair grown out a little bit at the time, shows up completely bald, and he's back like he's ready to take Goldie, but it's the UK version, and oh, it's such a good match. Well, that's the one where they went to like a commercial, kind of, and that's mm-hmm. where Champa kept bouncing off the ropes and hitting a clothesline, bouncing off the ropes. He did it like 10 times in a row, and I remember the first but thing you and I But if you had Peacock... You, it didn't go to commercial. And right. That's, the that's what it was. That's now. what it was. Yep. Yeah, okay. But I remember yeah. we, the first thing we both said it to each other was, can you imagine the cardio that it takes to do that? Yep. Yeesh. I, yeah, I was tired watching him. I'm pretty sure that's actually what I said why, saying that to then. <laughs> Number two. This one stole Wrestle Kingdom weekend. Uh, it was night one. It was Will Ospreay defeating... No, I'm sorry. I take yeah, it back. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was Kazuchika Okada defeating Will Ospreay uh, in night one of Wrestle Kingdom, and it was just the match we anticipated it to be. We both said it was going to st- steal the show, and it did, which they did again this year. Hey, maybe Imagine Wrestle that. Kingdom 17, they'll main event one more time for the title. Who knows? I'm go. okay with Okada having the title for the whole year again. That that dude just got inducted into a Hall of Fame recently because he's that good. He is. And only, like, two other wrestlers have done it while wrestling. One of them was Kenta Kabashi. Huh? well. If that tells you anything. Yeah. And coming in at number one, Happy Corbin. I love doing that every time we get to number one, just thinking of the stupid <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a good gimmick. It's, it's fun. Number one, I hope you agree with me on this because, to me, it came out of nowhere. I don't think anybody anticipated this match being as awesome as it was. It showcased women into, hey, you know what? Screw you, Vince, and oh, they're, they're gory. 
It's a very well-known image from the year. AEW knocked it out of the park. Again, on the same night that you had your St. Patrick's Day smash where you had Cody Rose and... God, it, what was it? Cody and Brandy against Jake Cargill and Shaq, or how you remember how that shit, whatever the match oh, was. I don't even yeah. remember. That's when Shaq. Don't remember. <laughs> yeah, don't remember, do not care. But you main evented it the right way. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defending her title in an unsanctioned lights out match against Thunder Rosa. First of all, I don't know how you have a. Title match that's sanctioned, but it's unsanctioned. I'm, I'll move past that. But either way, the match was fucking awesome. I let them have number one on this. Not let them. They took number one on this. I don't think anything else was as good as this because everything had the anticipatory, this is going to steal the show. This one's going to do this. We knew that uh, Bucks and Lucha Brothers was going to be awesome. We knew that Punk and, and Darby was not going to disappoint. We knew Every Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly match would not have a flaw in it. But knowing that Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa were going to have a really awesome lights out match took me by surprise. And I think it took everybody surprise, by surprise. That's why I gave it number one. You know, I was going to disagree with you, but you make a compelling argument. I'm going to keep that. And just to follow up on what you said, you said uh, that match came out of nowhere. Fucking hey, Britt Baker came out of nowhere. Exactly, dude. This entire 2021 was the year of DMD, and she said that 2022 is going to be even better. And I'm just reading, you know, her own interviews. I'm excited, man. That was that was fun to do that list, and I'm glad that you actually I was able to persuade you there at the end. Very good. Doing the Tommaso Ciampa or even the Barry Horowitz. Yes, Barry Horowitz. Hey, coming up. Here's some upcoming top topics that you can expect. We got the top and worst moments of the last 30 years. That was a fun list. Uh, You got top 25 entrance themes of all time. You know, last week I said it was the forgotten era. That's not what I meant. It was called gone but never forgotten, (laughs) the era of NXT. I just kind of said it way too fast. We got our top 10 WrestleMania main events. We're going to be talking the top wrestling families, top masked wrestlers, top face painted wrestlers. We've got a lot of shit on the way, man. And it's going to be all here every week as it always is because it is the top of wrestling. We, we bring you the top of wrestling. We Next week, we even bring you a top movie. We'll be bringing that back. And Nightwing will be here as well. So thanks for joining us this week. I am the professor. As always, I bid you a farewell. And as always, ODM, being that it's season four, is going to leave you with just four words. Thankfully, no more impressions. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing, the analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com.
between me and you, I'm like ready to quit my fucking job. Like, like go all Kevin Spacey and American Beauty, and just when Hillary comes home, be like, I quit my job today. <laughs> yeah, that's me every day. So I'm, I'm with just you, brother. I'm like, I'm I'm ready to fucking walk out. Like, then I want again. Then I want to do the Kevin Spacey thing. I want to do a thing where, well, what if I throw in a lawsuit where you guys didn't promise to, you know, <laughs> stay here. Alright. <laughs> Especially Craig's wife. Alright. Alright. That's a good movie, minus the fact that he, you know, wanted to bang a kid in that and then, you know, in real yeah, life. On yeah, that. there's there's that. Life imitating art. Okay, yeah. here we go. <clears throat> Take two. <laughs>